I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I like them brown, yellow, Puerto Rican, or Haitian. Name is Five Dog from the Zulu Nation. I told you in the jam that we can get down. Let's lock the, now let's lock the boots like the group H-Town. You got BBD all on your bedroom wall, but I'm above the rim and this is how I ball. A pretty little something on a New York street. This is how I represent over this here beat. Talking about you. Yeah, I took you out. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. It's Saturday, Sunday morning. I about to say, we're going back a day, ain't we? Mm-hmm. Sunday morning and uh, podcast time. Um, the Black Out Test Podcast. You can find us at theblackouttips.com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, all that great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, support the show. Leave us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, we appreciate that. We only got one last week between iTunes and Stitcher. Come on, man. Come on, dog. Um, so, uh, leave us a five star review. It'll be a happy Christmas present for everybody. Um, you can also do stuff like donate to the show, become a premium subscriber, stuff like that. It helps the show out. Uh, it's literally how we make our money right now. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if guys want to show to stick around in the current form, you know, that's a good way to continue to, you know, keep the show going. Um, you can also do stuff like, um, I don't know, leave comments on the episodes, vote in the polls, leave your comments on your episodes and the votes in the polls. Um, you can do a bunch of stuff like contact the show, email, leave voicemails as long as they're under three minutes. Of course, voicemail line is 704-557-0186. Um, and, uh, let me think, is there anything else you guys can do or should do? Um, vote for us in the Stitcher Awards. Uh, the, uh, Stitcher, Stitcher is having, uh, I think, two more days that you can vote for um, podcasts to nominate them for the Stitcher Awards. Yep. Um, we take we appreciate everybody take the time out to do that. If you're in the chat room, I'll put the link in there right now. We can all uh, we can do it during the show. You know, just uh, it, it helps us out. Like I said, um, uh, gives us publicity for the show. It's free. I'll take a second. You can vote once per day. All you need is a Facebook page just to like the Stitcher Award thing. Uh, we're just trying to get most original show. Um, so you don't have to nominate us for anything else if you don't want to. Um, you can nominate us for everything if you want to, but we're just trying to get most original show. So if you guys nominate us for that, man, we'd be very thankful. Um, the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. And today's podcast is brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions. Uh, make sure you check out their website, shadowdogproductions.com. Um, it's a bunch of stuff on there, movies, uh, short films, uh, uh, audio plays, uh, of all sorts, you know, not just, um, you know, it's not just our comedy audio plays, but there's some serious ones, there's some drama, there's some, um, you know. And it's good quality work too. I've listened to some other stuff and it is really, really good and well produced guys. Yeah. And they have like, uh, you know, some about like, there's one, uh, about these boxes that you put your hand that in. That was creepy. Um, yeah. Dex is a pretty sick and twisted man. Um, and I think you guys should all go check it out. Um, go to shadowdollproductions.com, hit their website, let them know that, uh, you know, uh, the blackout tips is able to deliver some traffic, uh, to their site, man. And, you know, in, in addition to that, pick up pick yourself up something man enjoy yourself the audio plays are so low priced really they like, are i think they started like 99 cents they do um so you can't even beat that at the dollar store uh so if you want to help the show out really easy way go buy an audio play go hit up their website um it really helps us out um and uh 
we're also brought to you by tweakedaudio.com go to tweakedaudio.com and you can buy yourself some earphones some earbuds um that go inside your ear and they're really discreet looking you wear them at work some people wear them while they work out they have different uh prices different models there's a you know all the way from your simple you know earphones that you know 13 14 dollars to your 40 dollar earbuds that have uh you know a microphone so when you pick up the phone uh you know you plug them into your phone you can answer it via your uh your headphones you can talk right into it yes and everybody has got them has said they got them very quickly and everybody has really been enjoying them yes so um you can do that uh in addition to just you know this great product you can also get put in the code tbgwt at checkout and you get 33 percent off of the headphones that you bought so there's some headphones that you can get for less than ten dollars yes sir um you know uh i say go big or go home i would get the most expensive headphones and get that 33 percent off there dog i know it's so um you also get your uh lifetime guarantee and free shipping like i really don't know how you can't how you can pass on this deal so you need some earbuds you listen to podcasts obviously um you uh probably go to the gym you probably listen at work you know yeah, think yeah. about how often you have your headphones in your ear your earbuds might be in there for you know eight hours a day don't you want some quality earbuds that when they break you get a lifetime guarantee yeah and you know a lot of you are getting ready to probably start those new year's resolutions so you know you need a new headphone with your new outfit and your new gym membership exactly man so make sure you guys do that um all right man it's uh it's the playoffs for fantasy man now i'm in two championship games today i'm a little nervous i'm just hoping my my uh my fantasy teams can do a reverse cowgirl and that's that's winning December. <laughs> Just keep winning all the way through December. That'll be cool. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, get right into it, man. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that happened over the weekend. You know, of course, we is. have our Beyonce think piece uh, of, the, of the day. We have uh, all kinds of news articles, and I'll start with the biggest news. Gay couples can get married in Utah after a judge overturns a ban. That's right. They were forbidden to be married. But yet they... Uh, can have fifteen hundred wives? Ain't that out there where they do that uh multiple wife type of thing? Well, it is in a state that has been known for polygamy, but I'm not sure that that is currently legal in Utah. Oh, um, just because it ain't legal don't mean people still ain't doing it, right? Mm. So yeah, okay. Eliza Noel rushed to the county clerk's office with her partner immediately after learning that a federal judge overturned utah's ban on gay marriage they waited in line for a wedding license and were married in a impromptu ceremony punctuating with noel giving the officiant a high five i can't believe this is utah noel said moments after the ceremony that took place about three miles from the headquarters in the mormon church others had a similar reaction after a ruling by u.s district judge robert j shelby that declared utah's voter approved ban on gay marriage was unconstitutional well hopefully we can get something like this for north carolina too mm-hmm. Because, you know, I went and voted and was like, I do want gay people to be able to get married. I want marriage equality. And, but, they, um, but they made sure that they set it up just right. They was like, we going to be sure we don't put it yeah. up for everybody. We're going to only put it up when it's time for the uh, Republicans to, like, re- uh, vote, like, during a certain time. So, you know, no Democrats was going and shit like that. So they made sure that it wasn't open for everybody. And they knew most of us were going to vote that shit down. And I was like, see, everybody voted down. No, everybody didn't go to the polls. Yeah, it was open for everybody. Anyone could go vote. The problem was you. it was for the Republican primary. That's most what it was. People, right. Most Democrats aren't going to get up to go vote because they're just thinking, 
i can't vote in the republican primary so i'm not gonna go vote i wait for your eye guys well when you put something on the ballot like a, an initiative you know uh for marriage equality if most people showing up are there to vote for their republican candidate which one they prefer they're also probably there to say and fuck these no. gay people you know like i also am not getting yeah, that, that's why i didn't that's why i didn't care too much for it because you didn't do it properly you didn't put it really put it on the ballot where you know everybody's going to go yeah now it was very manipulative and it's good to see that a judge was able to to knock this down because sometimes um i, I think people just don't understand if they haven't been on the shit side of the boot in america yes sometimes the majority is wrong you know what i mean and i and and there's certain things that are moral imperatives that it really doesn't fucking matter if everyone agrees or not sometimes you just have to push forward and be like this is wrong civil rights for example slavery for example um you know some things is just morally reprehensible for people to to get their way and you have to fight back you have to push back and if that takes a judge going, no, you can't constitutionally say someone can't get married to another consenting adult, then uh I'm all for that. And I hope, Me too. Um, especially when you consider that so much of the politics behind it, like it didn't pass in North Carolina. And I guarantee people here heard that story. What they didn't hear was, yeah, it was only on the ballot during the Republican primary. Yes. So, so instead it just looks like, well, most of the people in North Carolina don't want to, they don't have they're not gonna have a straight up go to the polls and vote your conscious day for this issue they're gonna always try to couch it behind something else so um you know i guarantee if they would have had that shit during the open election it would have either been closer or it would have won or it would have won yeah because because honestly even with us uh going republican last time we went democrat the time before that it's it's a much closer balance here in north carolina than that than i believe that uh final tally would say me too anyway good congratulations utah gay people y'all y'all uh y'all in there man so um only thing i only thing that's weird about these like laws that overturn gay marriage and put it back on the ballot and don't take it off the ballot and then overturn that is that it feels like every two or three months they're gonna have to be back in court Mm -hmm. Cause to negotiate this all over again until it becomes a federal literally until it becomes a federal law or unless people say fucking we're not fighting no more mm-hmm. this is going to continue to happen until the federal government says fuck this let's make a final ruling states you gotta buy by this rule this will continue to happen yeah um speaking of uh speaking of uh gay stuff a gay vice principal was forced to resign why he ain't fucking the kids uh he was at a catholic um he he worked at like a a catholic high school Mm -hmm. and um i think we got recovered this um but he uh married his same-sex you know partner back Mm -hmm. in july Mm -hmm. and uh he was forced to be to resign he was he ended up being um um he uh i believe he had been like he got forced to resign because like the catholic diocese or something got involved and they were like you know even if the school doesn't let you go we're saying you gotta go because you know wow. we're, we're in charge of the religious part shit in this area and uh this ain't cool well the students um staged a protest and shut down the school after he was forced to resign i don't blame the man because it's bullshit because honestly i'd rather have him being a principal 
than how somebody else being the principal fucking my kids. Yeah. At least he cares about well, the students. I feel like that's a kind of a false uh equivalency, but I understand your yeah, point. I mean, yeah, but, but I yeah. mean, it's just a matter of I think um shit like this gives me hope for the country because yes, it I, does. I, I think young people are already are always the people who are kind of ahead of the curve. Like yes, they are. You and know, they're more acceptable of things. Yeah, the older I get, the more I talk to people that I'm just like, you're a fucking dinosaur. Um, yeah, you're not. You're unwilling to change. You're just stuck in your ways. And even people my age, sometimes they don't have to be older than me. They could literally be my age. And some people even young, even a few years younger than me. That you know, it's like the way they talk. You're like, are you 85? You just sound like you just don't want to change. Yeah. So. um he yeah mark zamuda um is, was the prince the vice principal he got dismissed from marriage same-sex partner back in july um same-sex marriage is legal in the state of washington but his private love life reportedly ran afoul of the archdiocese of seattle which oversees the school and he was ordered to resign as word spread about the protests at east catholic schools several other catholic schools joined in solidarity so these are you know kids that go to a catholic school and they're the ones like we're gonna have a sit-in we're gonna walk out of school mm-hmm. um and that, i don't know we care something, about him not just that but there's something beautiful about them kind of breaking the programming of their like uh of of their religion, religion. and by religion i don't necessarily mean like yeah you're supposed to hate gay people it's in the bible no. i just mean somebody telling them you need to think this way n- with really no true scriptural background like it's just a little bit of the bible that people even point to to try to get this huge stance on gay marriage and marriage equality and all this shit um nothing jesus said that who you know is got like people are claiming to follow and stuff so it's just a matter of mind control over these kids and it's good to see them be like nah i don't think anything's wrong with this you know what i mean no matter how you try to spend it spend it we think our principal should have a job we think he should be fine he should be able to, to marry whoever he wants and and teach here and it doesn't you know we shouldn't be so scared of the idea that you know there's change yeah and as long as the person is competent and they can do their job well their sexuality has nothing to do with that and that's kind of their point it was like we don't really care we just want him to be here because he done his job yeah there's a change.org petition uh which you know at this point it's uh, change.org is so meaningless to me because yes, it is. it's the same you know it's it's the same people that have uh a fucking you know beyonce can't go to kim kardashian's wedding petition on the site yes so you know take that with a grain of salt it's really neither neither here nor there but it got over ten thousand signatures in over 24 hours um but uh it seems like nothing short of a miracle would get him reinstated uh mike patterson who's a catholic spokesman for Eastside catholic uh school says he understood he can no longer be employed there because of his current circumstances um and he called zamuda an exemplary administrator um zamuda spoke to the crowd and uh, took the, the opportunity to officially come out to closet he said i just want to make one brief statement and that is to tell you that yes i am gay yes i did get married this past summer and i know it's against the catholic teaching i think a lot of you guys are raised in a generation that is more open and acceptable to things that are legal now in the state of washington but i just want you to know that my personal life is a small part of who i am 
I am first a teacher and administrator, and I try my best to be an educator to each and every one of you. And I hope that no matter what happens to me and to the school, that all of you guys will seek a career and work very hard, find the love of your life, hopefully one day get married as well. At the same time, no matter what happens, strive to do your best. So, yeah, man, this is crazy, man. Uh, but I love these kids, man. Just the fact that they rallied around this dude mm-hmm. and actually and said, we support you made a statement you know no matter what happens to it i mean they're probably going to find out you know that life sucks and uh no one cares and no change is going to happen but this is a, a lesson you know that uh ah! will come eventually you know it's, it's kind of cool to see them do it now i actually think there's a news report on it um on the uh website Let's see if i can uh play this the fact that you guys are on here for me means the world the audio is not good enough but it's 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 when he uh addressed the students basically um and gave a speech that you know hey love that you guys showed up for me so yeah that's cool man uh speaking of gay stuff mm-hmm. uh phil robertson the guy from duck dynasty mm-hmm uh, we talked about him the other day on fucking with black people. We did. Uh, of course, the rest of the country only cares about the fact that he uh, was fucking with gay people. <laughs> yeah, fuck them black people. Yeah, because uh, you really didn't hear, like, if you watch the news, you really didn't hear about any of his comments with black people. No, because it's not that important. Um, and uh, it pretty much came down to uh, the stuff he said about gay people, because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what everybody... Um, you know was talking about um here's the thing this phil robertson thing Mm -hmm. i don't really care about phil robertson i don't really care about duck dynasty Mm -mm. um but it's amazing the amount of people that just allow bigotry Mm -hmm. um on on online like yes people that a lot of people probably consider their friends and stuff you know because when when you have so much privilege and you have so much fucking like miss just not even thinking about someone else um oh, considering no sympathy no empathy it, it comes just, across on social media and yes, there's a lot of people does. that they forget that they have people that aren't like them quote unquote yes. on their facebook pages and their twitter profile and even the same people of the same race go i don't agree with that shit you're saying dog yeah and they go out on these long you know rants and stuff and it and a lot of times it's just factually inaccurate and extreme and all this stuff um so i would just want to clarify because every once in a while we have to go through this um and i just realized the depth of stupidity of just yes humanity in general um number one freedom of speech only means that the government can't persecute you for saying uh for for speaking your mind in that way right Mm -hmm. it doesn't give you freedom of speech from like dangerous speech either so you can't say there's a fire in a you know a crowded movie theater right Mm -hmm. and there's not a fire and people get stomped to death whatever you can't like endanger people with your speech but um you're able to say uh fuck gay people fuck black people if you want to Mm -hmm. not a problem Mm -mm. what you don't have is freedom from people judging you for what you say so that's true if you want to say that you understand gay people and homosexuality and you feel like it's like bestiality and all this shit 
if you want to say that uh black people were happy in the jim crow era south and you don't understand because they were doing better before there was anything such as welfare and all this stuff they were all singing in the fields and picking cotton with you um you can say that there's not a problem with you saying that Mm -mm. uh governmentally or with the first amendment Mm -hmm. no one's gonna lock you into a cell nope the president's not gonna have you assassinated nope this is perfectly fine what you can't do is keep your company from saying we do not want to be associated with a person whose public views are such that's not covered under freedom of speech right you sign contracts saying that if you do stupid shit like this we have the right to fire you under our discretion right yeah it's basically your your public image is what we're trying to sell here and part of your public image where while it might be that you're a guy who uh is quote unquote from the south and uh quote unquote redneck and all this stuff we don't we're not here to say we support your uh homophobia or your racism okay that's That's right that's number one um number two uh you know i mean wait number one is the first amendment number two your employer can react that way Mm -hmm. number three people who are just out there in the world can all view what you said and go fuck you i guess they can that's part of it that you know i it's something i talk about on the show all the time people that know how i feel about censorship know i don't care what someone says it's a matter of can they deal with the consequences of what they say the rest of the shit doesn't matter to me nope i really like i rarely 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 get offended by shit i read this dude's comments as part of fucking with black people because i was just like yeah this is ignorant but who gives a fuck that's right um then so that's that's a huge part of it i've not run into so many people that just had a complete misunderstanding of what the first amendment meant what persecution was what uh violating someone's rights were Mm. Like, he has a right to say this. Well, he said it. It can't, no one can stop him from saying it. Yeah, he said it. He doesn't have a right to a job. His employer does not have to be. <laughs> does not have to keep him employed. Yeah. Like, so what about the employer's right to say, I don't want to employ someone that. And I don't want to be associated with somebody like this. Right. If I have hired you and then a week, a month later, you go out and join the KKK and you're on TV talking about, um, I'm going to burn crosses. Do I have to keep giving you a job because that's your right? No. No. It doesn't, life doesn't work like that. You no, know, and, it's, it, and it's, it speaks of an extreme amount of entitlement for anyone to consider a job to be someone's fucking right in America. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also with the, 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 I think the thing that's very ignorant to me is just, it's just for the fact that because they're quote unquote celebrities, they can do whatever they want to do. But you know, in your everyday life, you say some shit like that, you know, you be like, well, I know I wouldn't keep my job, so he should be able to keep his job. And I think that's where a lot of it come from. I know I can't keep my job, but he should be able to say some ignorant shit because he's on the limelight. He should be able to keep his job because he's saying some shit that I would say that I know I can't say because I would get fired. Yeah, here's the other part of this. I think a lot of you sick motherfuckers agree with him. Yes. And um, the same way that you guys are assuming because they're, they're acting like they're telling, like they're giving me some type of news, like A and E is only doing this for business reasons, right? Because they're a fucking business. I don't consider this a moral stance on A and E's part. I know that it's bad business to be in bed with a homophobe racist. Yes, it is. So does everybody. You're not informing me of anything. You know, I'm not. I'm not angry about this dude. No, I'm more um angry or pointing the finger at motherfuckers trying to defend it because. Yes. 
I feel like uh there's a tacit agreement. There's an unspoken cowardice right there that says, I agree with Phil Robertson, but I'm not going to say I agree with Phil Robertson. That's right. What I'm going to do is defend his right to say it. You know, it's the same way that somebody was like, well, right, aren't you a bigot for the way you talk about Christianity? Um, last time I talked about uh, uh, Christianity, I was not saying that, um, yeah, uh, it's a sickness and you motherfuckers are the same as bestiality. And, you know, uh, it gives my religion to believe in y'all and shit like that. I, I, I'm not trying to get y'all up out of the earth. I'm not trying to say y'all are disgusting or whatever. But uh, the, the for y'all to even consider that the same. I think that's ridiculous. But yes. Let's, but let but let's take another st- approach to it. Let's say you did think I'm a bigot against Christians. I don't have A and E as my boss. No, you don't, sir. Let's say you believe that enough people agree with you. You could go to A and E and be like, "Fuck Rod, take him off the air." And if you can get enough, uh, motive, you know, people be behind outraged. you, they would do it. Yes, they would. So I don't understand how it's any different. Where I'm just saying this dude's an asshole and he had to go, uh, because his company decided he had to go. Not, I don't give a fuck. I don't watch this show. Mm-mm. I don't care about his personal beliefs, to be quite honest with you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I was just looking at it like, yeah, that makes business sense that he had to go. Yeah. And, and I guess my thing about it, if you want, if you want to get to the point where you really want to say what you want to say, I mean, you talked about this and do what you want to do. Start your own shit with you, the goddamn boss. Yeah. Adam Carolla goes on the show and says shit, crazy shit all the time, but it's his. Glenn Beck does the same thing. Um, a lot of, even the, in the, in trying to get rid of this guy, you may create a monster that doesn't need to cater to these other people. He may be on YouTube or something, uh, doing the same fucking show but uh and then you know also in 2013 we're learning that there's a lot of support for racism there's a lot of support Mm -hmm. for bigotry there's a lot of support Mm -hmm. for homophobia um you know people that were arguing me on my timeline basically they support this guy now i have a theory because people are like well it'll just suspend him he'll come back on the air and everything will be fine or they'll just get picked up on another show or something Here's the, here's my theory because they assume that everybody who watches the show agrees with him and wants to like you know kind of kind of likes the idea that these are some uh you know homophobic racist motherfuckers um but they don't come out and say it or cover it on the show but you know it's it's implied it's implied Here's my thing about that I don't believe that people really watch TV to support this kind of shit Mm-mm. um i know that goes against what a lot of people believe and they think that well motherfuckers do tune in to see this shit no i don't think so i think the average person that holds these backwards ass beliefs um doesn't like thinking about them doesn't nope. like discussing them nope and doesn't like when they're challenged because that's the biggest point right there they know they're wrong and they don't like can and they, and they can't really defend it because it's, it's pretty much a stupid mindset um that is based on just shit that people told you to think so you're not even able to defend why you believe this shit you know um so i feel like what's gonna happen is people and it happened to dog the bounty hunter too Mm -hmm. after this suspension when slash if they bring them back the kind of person that is like well i hate gay people too is gonna have a hard time watching this show because 
they're going to be reminded of it every second. It's kind of like how yes. dudes don't like thinking about politics and football. And every time Bob Costa says some shit like, well, maybe we should look into gun control mm-hmm. because Plasco Burns wouldn't have shot himself. Lose their goddamn minds. People are like, shut him the fuck up, get him off the air. I don't like this, blah, blah, blah. And it makes people, I don't watch Sunday Night Football anymore. That goddamn Bill Costa, Bob Costas. It's kind of like that. People are going to be like, I don't want to i can't enjoy this purely out of fun anymore because when i go to the water cooler talk about duck dynasty uh black co-worker walks in or my gay co-worker walks yeah. in or just some dude that doesn't agree with his views goes well now i want to talk about why i don't fuck with phil robertson that's right the same way r kelly fans became a little they died down a bit because all of a sudden it's like yeah, I don't want to be, I want to talk about black panties and we end up talking about raping, statutory rape. And him peeing on the girls. Right. And they don't want, so all of a sudden, you see a lot less R. Kelly fanfare out there in the world. I think that's what's happened here. Like, even, even if they come back, uh, maybe the first couple of weeks of ratings might go up because people will be like, oh, they're back on the air. And when but they I, realize that they're not going to talk about this. Mm-mm. Um, they're gonna gloss over it and keep doing the show as normal yeah or, or either that or he's gonna have to issue some type of apology yes he is and they don't want to see that shit either nope and they'll be off the air yeah that's it, all it takes man you ruin the fun of the illusion of just ignorant people uh uh, uh being out in the woods having fun and shit right you've ruined it for them you've turned it political so I think there'll be a slow rejection of this shit even when it does come back on the air because it's now ruined for people, you know? Not to mention the amount of people that probably watched the show didn't agree with his beliefs on these two issues and were like, uh, yeah, I'm going to stop watching because mm-hmm. nobody counts those people. No, and there are black people that watch the show too. Yeah, nobody counts the people that, like, everyone just assumes that whoever watches the show is the same as this guy. No, and that and is a dangerous and stupid assumption. Yes, because, you know, A&E is out there for everybody. A&E. A&E. So black people watch the show. Gay people watch the show. Straight people. So so it's like you putting it out there and everybody's watching the show. Yeah, how many and people, you alienating the audience. How many people watch other shows on A&E, um, such as, uh, you know, Intervention? Mm-hmm. How many different types of people, of people watch? How many different types of people watch that the show with uh, Scared Straight? Mm-hmm. Like that, that's not just a, that's not just a whites only channel or nope. whites only program. No, it's not. So the assumption that something would have that high ratings and only one type of person watches watch it, it is a dangerous assumption. And a, any business that is trying to deal with everybody catered to all, as many types and different p- types of uh, people as possible does not want to deal with this type of shit. Now, some people are like, well, he talked to GQ magazine and he must have a publisher there. They have a pu- publicist there. It's a setup. Let me tell you something, and this is, I mean this so sincere, and this is not a defense of Phil Robertson, but a defense of where I'm from, my heritage, a defense of the South. Um, I know you motherfuckers think y'all are helping, but uh, assuming everybody from the South is just racist is not helping. No, it's not. Like, that's so fucking uh, condescending. Yes. Um, And absolutely wrong, and... I dare you to just turn those fingers and point them at yourself and point them at where you're from because racism is an American sickness. Yes, it is. It's not a Southern sickness. It's an American disease. To have motherfuckers that live in a state where they're stopping frisk, try to say, but he's an old redneck. Of course he's racist. Come on now. Uh, la- try walking down the street, homie. How about that? Get that straight before you start talking about us. 
because i is 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 a it's a it's a dichotomy here where i get that this is part an element of uh the south is having racism and shit like that and that and that's that's the way the country portrays everything down here it's like it's always just so backwards and different oh it's nothing oh it's uh, you go down there you get lynched oh it's immediately fuck you um when you have um states that are locking up uh black people for selling crack for you know uh decades and shit and meanwhile uh some dude sniffing coke is in and out of the system uh in a month fuck you this is this is a systematic problem across not the a, whole country it's not a duck dynasty problem no it's, it's not, not a phil robertson problem mm-hmm. it's not even an old white man problem um because there's plenty of old white men down here that fucking uh have helped black people and done shit for people that come on you know, now that you can never even understand so even in phil robertson's case i believe someone was telling me like he's adopted like a black he has adopted black kid and asian kid or some shit i ain't saying that acquits him of whatever he said but just shit is a little more complicated than simply oh they old and white so obviously it's a racist dude what you expect you know what i mean like mm-hmm. I feel like that's uh also very condescending to a lot of old white dudes that ain't racist. Ain't that the truth too? Cause they out there too. Yeah, I remember one time our car broke down. We were we had just gotten married, I believe. Um, you were going to a church or something down in the south, like South mm-hmm. Carolina, and um, I was I had to come get you, or I had or I was driving you for some reason, and my car broke down on the side of the road, um, and we were stuck it was dark um like just you know just going i want to say maybe eight eight thirty nine o'clock uh couldn't get the car started you know started calling people uh you know to see like maybe we could get someone to come pick us up or something get you know we're gonna obviously have to get towed call triple a or something and um i i remember it was an old white dude and his son in a truck were driving down the street and uh they stopped and it would if it was a fucking horror movie it would have been you know the scariest shit in the world i know um, so and uh they, they pulled over and were like you guys need any help you know and i was like like part of me was like i guess i should just say no um because i you know i'm not from around here it looks like we're in some old ass country white neighborhood yes. with no street lights and mm-hmm. shit like we should just wait on triple a and see what happens you know but uh the guy you know i was like uh yeah you know my car's broke down man i don't know if you know where a shop is or you know it's it's a sunday night it's you know there's really no nothing open i just mm-hmm. need to you know probably go home and he's like well let me look at it you know me and my son we have a shop uh down here um so you mind if i take a look at your car I was like of course you can take a look at the car i don't know shit about cars me you know either guy takes a look he's like okay well what happened i tell him like i was driving and i heard like a little pop sound and uh just the, the, the engine stopped running and all this stuff and he takes a look he's like okay it's this belt right here it looks like it snapped um i can fix it uh i just don't have the um i don't have the part but uh you can go to um auto zone which was up the street yeah and, and it was an auto zone closed to say like 10 o'clock that night it was like fucking 9 55 right mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, we probably won't make it in time, but you know, he's basically, he's like, I can stay here with your wife and, uh, I think her friend, your friend and her baby were there, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's like, I can stay here with them and, uh, yeah, yeah, you and my son go to the store, you can buy the part. And, you know, we're broke. We're married, but, you know, we just got married. married. We're both fresh out of school. Yep. We don't have any money. Karen's mm-hmm. still, uh, working as a waitress at this time. Mm-hmm. 
at a very slow IHOP. I'm a one first year employee at uh the shipping company that I used to intern at. So we don't have money like that, right? Mm. So I'm just hoping that the part won't be too expensive. You know, I don't Ain't know the truth. I don't know how I'm going to compensate these guys. I have no cash on me. I don't have any money in the bank that I can take out to give them, you know, twenty, forty dollars or something that you know, just anything to help. So we go up to AutoZone, uh, get there like say ten oh one. They're closing the door. I walk up to the door, look in. I'm like, hey, uh, are you guys open? And they were like, no, we just closed. You know, and. I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to get into AutoZone to get to fix my car tonight. Uh, so we're either stuck in South Carolina or we're just going to have to wait a couple hours for my parents or somebody to come get us. Mm-hmm. And um, the guy gets out the truck and they know him because he goes up there all the time apparently because he's a mechanic. Okay. And they're like, oh, we can open the door for him. You know, like, oh, yeah, are you with him? Well, shit, come on in. Uh, we get the, and, and, and the thing is, I'm so stressed because all I'm thinking about is what's going on with Karen, this, the old dude's there, what's going on with this, <laughs> you know, this baby and uh, her friend, like I'm, it's late at night, you know, I don't know what the fuck's happening. So I'm just like, we need to hurry up and get in and get out and get back so I can, you know, feel that I'm there to protect these ladies or whatever. Um, and so we, you know, I get the part. And, you know, it's not that it's just like the guy told me it'd be, say, X amount of dollars. Um, I'm looking at I'm I'm looking at my credit card balance and I'm like, you know, it's so close to the balance. Like, you know, say yeah. I have two hundred dollars, say I had on it or something. Right. Um, and or probably not even that, probably like a hundred at the time. And I have like uh, 40 for this part. And I just told him, like, man, I don't have any money. I don't know how we're going to pay you pick out something that you want and he's like i can't do that man i you know just just helping you guys out just to help and i said no man you pick out something whatever you want just pick it out man uh your budget is say 60 dollars uh i won't feel right if i don't help you yeah and you got this is huge for us even if you can't fix the car just the fact that you guys tried means uh, the world to me yes even though i'm thinking like if they can't fix the car how the fuck do i pay triple a how do i pay a tower i don't know but um so he's like okay cool um i'll pick this out you know and it was like a little tool set that he's like i I don't have these i don't have these type of tools so we got he got that and he's like cool man i've been looking for something like this all this time and uh you know i was gonna get it eventually but uh, i really appreciate you doing this i was like man you know i just appreciate y'all yes get back to the car they're working on it they they start trying to put the belt on and uh the older white dude um looked a lot like phil robertson is like i don't know exactly um uh if we can get this on because we don't have the right tools we'll come to find out one of the tools i bought to do at the The, auto zone helped them get the part on yes it did so um you know it's an amazing coincidence but all that to say man two white dudes roll up on us in the dark of the night in fucking south carolina some neighborhood with no street lights four black people stranded on the side of the road and they got the car fixed got us out of there stayed with us till like it had to be 11 12 o'clock at at night night. before we actually got on the road and got out of there it was very late and they didn't have to do that i didn't Mm -hmm. know that they had three hours to spare to help us out but they fucking did Mm -hmm. And they did it basically for no charge. They didn't even know they were going to get money out of it. You know, I took the guy's business card and was like, you know, I don't even know how I can help you. 
but if you know i can flow business your way or something i don't know someone he's like look if someone ever just gets has trouble down here in this area just give them my my number that's all you got to do to pay me back the end and um it was it was it's all that to say man like i know people think that it's some type of help but every white man from the south is no more racist then every black dude you see isn't dangerous. Come on now. And it's that type of stereotypical thinking that's not helping anybody. And if At you don't all. believe, if you don't believe in people's capacity to change, then they won't. You know what I mean? So it can't just be uh, as simple as, Oh, this dude, uh, he got a beard and he talks country. Of course he's a racist homophobe. We can't yeah, start there. That's very ignorant, and 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 I and I think for me, people act like people cannot evolve and people cannot change, regardless of your 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 race, creed, color, or religion, and regardless of what you've been taught. As you grow and as you begin to interact with other people, your mindset changes. Because I guarantee you, anybody that's listening to this, the same thought process you had as a child, you do not have as an adult. Your process changes. You 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 come in contact with people of different walks of life and you evolve and so it's one of those things where people can evolve and people can change and everybody everybody that you come in contact to is not racist and they're not out to get you yes racism does exist yes it is out there but at the same time you can't lump everybody in the same groups yeah it's just really weird because uh like i said i like i saw that so many times that i started being like yeah what the fuck do y'all really mean by this because mm-hmm. If you're, like I said, you live in a, we live in a world where there's stop and frisk. We're Come in a world now. where, we live in a world where there's George Zimmerman and he's getting money for, uh, a, a player, apparently plagiarized fucking artwork. Um, this ain't a us problem. Mm-mm. This isn't just a South problem. It's a countrywide problem. Um, so yeah, and for people that forgot his comments, he said, start with homosexual behavior and just morph out from there. Bestiality, sleeping around with this woman and that woman and that woman and those men. Uh, he also said, it seems to me like a vagina as a man would be more desirable than a man's anus. That's just me. I'm just thinking there's more there. She's got more to offer. I mean, come on, dudes. You know what I'm saying? But hey, sin is not logical, my man. It's just not logical. Now, what it seems to me is, uh, People are, people are so caught up in the fact that, well, this is a religious point of view. Um, so therefore, uh, he's being persecuted because he lost his job for his religion. Your job doesn't pay you to practice your religion. No, it does not. And it definitely doesn't pay you for your religious points of view. No, it is, does not. You know, unless that's specifically part of your job where they're like, we got him because we want to hear his religious point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably should keep that shit to yourself. Yes, sir. Because there, there can be a lot of stuff couched in religion that seems right on Sunday and every other day of the week is wrong. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, uh, Sunday, women need to shut the fuck up, no wearing pants. And that could be cool at the church you attend. But you can't bring that with you to the office. You can't say, hey, how can you be my manager and a woman and why are you wearing pants at work? They're going to go, this isn't your church. So, yep. so the same and thing about, do you want a paycheck? Right. So the same thing applies to, 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 to Phil and, uh, his family. Uh, it's a, it's a free country and people can protest if they want to. Uh, you can have whatever view you want. Uh, you just gotta deal with that, man. Um, and if people, you know, I feel like if Sarah Palin hops on your side, it tells you everything you need to know about an argument. You're wrong. Ain't that the truth? So Sarah Palin hopped on and said, "Free speech is endangered species." 
uh <laughs> not an endangered species endangered species <sighs> what an idiot those intolerant hating and taking on duck hunt duck dynasty patriarch for voicing personal opinion take on all, on us all tweeted formula wow she is so fucking stupid yes yeah, she is that she gets paid to be ignorant yeah um robertson skipped barbara walter's most fascinating interview on wednesday with of his wife not. saying he was out hunting yeah i'm sure he was um but uh yeah that's because he was gonna get asked questions about this and the thing is man the part that pisses me off the most is this dude doesn't represent all Christians. He doesn't represent all Southerners. He doesn't represent all old white people. He doesn't represent white people in general. He doesn't represent all men. But somehow motherfuckers are going to lump this in with all Christians are bad. All old men are bad. All Southerners are bad. And, and there's ten, ten, there's, there's way more people who are more tolerant than this guy that don't have the same point of view. Yes, you know, sir. like I said, the only people I thought you probably agree with him are the people that are, defending him so hard you know one dude colin colin means on twitter um was all up in my dms man defending this dude and trying to say oh you're overreacting you're over i'm like i didn't dm you i didn't give Come a fuck on now because it's not that damn important right you're the one caring about my opinion you're the one that's racially hot tied up about this shit um and uh you know it's it's, it's like he tried to acquit himself of you know all this the shit in my dms and uh then and then when he got off he unfollowed me because then it's like oh okay i'll I'll follow this guy you know what i mean it's like obviously you were affected by this i i was fine so i I, anyway cracker barrel ironic name has uh (laughs) become the first sponsor to cut bait with duck dynasty but not entirely uh the southern theme food chain reacted to phil robertson's anti-gay comments by removing selected products which we were concerned might offend some of our guests from their stores and restaurants uh they called they told them that uh they, they the ones that were removed were the ones with phil's face plastered on the packaging of course um so it's like it has this camouflage and him wearing shades and you know of course that's the last thing you want somebody to walk in there and see his face yeah they still uh offer a wide variety of duck commander products which Um, don't have his face on it okay yeah um cracker barrel offers this explanation we operate within the ideals of fairness mutual respect and equality equal treatment for all people those ideals are the core of our corporate culture um as for most of the remaining products you you can find them in the sale bin so um but yeah, man, I don't know. Just, I don't, I don't necessarily know that I, I don't care if this guy's show gets taken away or not. I don't mm-hmm. feel like that really makes a big difference. I don't care if, uh, if he loses his job or gets suspended. I don't really care about all of that. I was more weirded out by watching people that, uh, some, you know, that, that, that think it's reasonable to defend this guy's, um, who think that defending his right to say something also means he shouldn't have lost his job. No one else should be offended. No one else, like nothing should happen to you. And that's um, not realistic. It's, it's just a weird, it's a weird idea because it's like a company doesn't care about his right to say whatever he wants to. No, they're about that money. And yeah, a company doesn't have to care about that shit. They can just be like, yeah, uh, we don't get paid to deal with this headache. It's not a mutual relationship. Yeah, and the same thing about Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel was like, hey, um, we don't have to sponsor your shit. 
Yeah, we write you a check. Yeah. That's what we do. We write you a check not to say ignorant and stupid shit to cost um, us money. Speaking of ignorant and stupid shit costing people money, uh, PR, P- public relations director, uh, Ju- uh, Justine Sacco. <laughs> Got in some serious trouble this weekend. Yeah, she did. She hopped, oh my. she hopped on a flight to Africa. Uh, apparently she felt, she fancied herself like some sort of, um, I don't know. I would say, uh, troublemaker on the side is exactly, uh, her, her Twitter profile says corporate communications at IAC. Uh, it also used to say something about head of PR and troublemaker on the side, also known for my loud laugh. Um, and uh i want to say at the beginning of the day when i first saw this she had about 200 followers mm-hmm. um well she tweeted um and she tweets a lot of you know trying to be funny stuff chili cucumber sandwiches bad tea back in london you know what i mean uh you know she she says stuff apparently that um she tries to be a comedian with her stuff which is not good right and uh the last one she tweeted was going to Africa. Hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding. I'm white. <laughs> like, I also thought it was hilarious myself. <laughs> it is. Now I don't work PR and I don't Me know either. who media conglomerate IAC is. And, uh, apparently they're a parent company of such brands as Vimeo, OK Cupid and College Humor. So those are some pretty big band brands. Yes, they are. Um, and, uh, let's just say she hopped on a flight. The flight to Africa is apparently about 11 hours. Very long flight. Uh, so she must have turned her phone off for the flight. Yeah. And by the, <laughs> for, for the flight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people turn their phones off for the flight. Does, you know, some, comp- some airlines instruct you, like, turn your phone oh, off. Oh, and it's probably because it's not a domestic flight. It was like, look, we're going to be up here for hours. Turn yeah. off all your shit. Well, they even have airplane mode for your phone, right? Yes. So she turned her phone off for the flight. And by the time she landed 11 hours later, she had no job. Yep. Uh, why she had no job? Because Twitter drug her ass. By the time I saw her tweets at the end of the night, she was up to like, I don't know, six, seven, eight thousand followers from 200 that morning. Cause people were at this point following her, waiting for her to get off the plane. Mm-hmm. They started a hashtag, uh, hat. It was like TwitPic, you're waiting for Justine face. face. Which I had tremendous fun with. Oh, that was epic. It was one of the best nights on Twitter, period. Yes. They had some fake, some faces. Yeah. It was one of the best nights on Twitter. Uh, you know, I was just making a lot of jokes and stuff because I, you know, I was like, this lady's in some trouble. Yes, she is. You know, if I was her, I would hop off that plane, join one of those indigenous African tribes. <laughs> and that never return. They cover on National Geographic and just stay there and forget about my family, my husband, my kids. Just let it go. Yes. It's, it's all over. Uh, but yeah, she hopped off the flight. Her company was issuing like press releases during this. They took her information off their website. It was not looking good for Justine. Mm-mm uh she got which uh she ended up deleting her twitter account um as soon as she landed which for a public relations person you gotta realize that's probably the dumb move yes that is because now you can't even say you got hacked or anything yeah um so she deleted her twitter account first she deleted the tweet then she deleted her twitter account then she started a new twitter account and started going on apology tour 
and instead she, of using her current Twitter account, which had a lot more followers. I mean, a lot more who, people who cares? Who it. cares? Who cares? The apologies were pointless. Just yeah. Oh, yes, they was. The nah, I'm not, the fuck was the point? I'm not trying to. Yeah. She went on apology tour. Anybody who was mad, she was like retweeting Carrie Washington and stuff. I'm sorry, Carrie Washington. Please forgive me and all this stuff. I was like, it's over. Just let it go. You know? Yeah. Cut me, Mick. You had your job for 11 hours. She in the corner talking about cut me. It's a wrap. You just got to let it go. <laughs> the fight is over with you lost um there's the they had pictures and i don't even know if these were quote unquote real but there were pictures allegedly spreading of like the uh media it's like south africa and stuff waiting on a plane to land oh shit mm-hmm. that was circulating that was could also- you imagine flying it just being oblivious like literally like you say you put in an airplane mode you just oblivious you to know the those shit. are the, the last peaceful hours of her day yeah. right there like mm-hmm. not to mention uh there were people on the flight apparently they had pictures from the inside of the plane and shit like i don't know that's I- what i was saying like yeah like so somebody had internet running and snapping pictures of her ass mm-hmm. she was just in airplane mode they took a picture of her um getting off the flight wearing glasses trying to walk away from the airport um and you know nothing happened like you know for all the speculation that oh somebody's gonna beat her up or something nothing happened People are just like, this is extremely bigoted and stupid. Mm-hmm. And, um, what the fuck were you thinking? Um, so, uh, she, yeah, she removed her profile from, from, uh, from, uh, Twitter and whatnot. Um, IAC, where she worked as a director of corporate communications, removed her profile from its site. A representative from IAC emailed the following comment to the International Business Times regarding the tweet. This is outrageous. Offensive comment. This is an outrageous offensive comment that does not reflect the views or values of IAC. Unfortunately, the employee in question is unreachable on her international flight, but this is a very serious matter. We're taking appropriate action. And I guess the appropriate action was to let her ass go. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was just pretty funny, man. Um, cause she pretty much had a entire, um, like twitter breakdown of just how not to do twitter of course but public name public relations mm-hmm. your job like everything all that stuff in her profile trying to be some type of you know edgy comic come on now you're on not your a comedian twitter account you know for your job when you get paid for public relations and corporate mm-hmm. communication uh i saw like they found and they found everything linkedin page her of instagram course, oh really your information mm-hmm uh, as a press time, the tweet is still live on period. Okay. Um, one, another tweet she had last year that said, cause they went through all her tweets and said, I had a sex dream about an autistic kid last night. Hashtag fuck my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's no longer with the company. Um, uh, IAC is a New York media conglomerate. So you know she was balling. Of course. And they, and you look at her Instagram, it is like white privilege, the film. No, not the film. Yeah, I mean it's her on the the field with like the at, at, at foot NFL games and you know being on the beach. Like it's just her doing a bunch of cool shit that people with money get to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they some do claim to interview her father, and the father was saying she was born in South Africa, but he got her out of there because he didn't want her to grow up being racist. Well, guess what? America's not too far ahead. No, they're not um so yeah uh it says here um there's no excuse oh wait that iac is a media conglomerate whose brands include match.com vimeo 
ask.com urban spoon okay cupid and the daily beast those are some major fucking brands major you know not to mention what we say college humor last time mm-hmm. good grief what a fucking idiot yes there is no excuse for the hateful statements that have been made and condemned them uh we condemn them unequivocally we hope however that time and action and a forgiving human spirit will not result in wholesale condemnation of an individual who we have otherwise known to be a decent person at core um which you know that's what you have to say pretty much of uh, course also someone bought her name as a domain name and directed it to the like an aids charity and for africa wow so if you go to justinesacco.com it'll take you to like hey you can donate right here um shout out to all the philosophers on twitter that turned into if everyone would just take time to give five dollars yeah instead of tweeting about her and how she needs to lose her job it will help well actually everybody can do both you fucking idiot how about that um second of all um just because people are like this person fucked up and they need to go does not mean that 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 people are uh pro aids or some shit like it's not <laughs> yeah, no right it wasn't that it wasn't a, a choice it's a false ultimatum. either uh, either or yeah you can still be like fuck her and fuck aids i don't know why people are so people just you know i'm sure there's some people at some point yeah, take technically she was kind of right you know i'm sure there's all those people that agree with this kind of stupid shit um uh, but yeah you don't get paid to bullshit on your job everybody mm-hmm. on twitter takes a chance with their job and when they hired you i last time i checked they didn't hire you to do stand up right yeah um i you know that 10 hour and 46 minute flight man i bet she was on there like i can't wait to get out this fucking plane yes they go to my hotel room oh this is the longest shit ever ah and uh she got on there she got off that plane turned her phone on how long do you think it took her before she could get past her notifications to her actual phone about 30 minutes i thought like it had to be thousands at some point of just tweets like if she had notifications for twitter shut turned on it literally had to be thousands like just bing bing like how many times our finger just touch her screen has justine landed yet was trending on twitter yeah as well as twit picture justine waiting on justine face um yeah, shortly after she landed, her Twitter account was deleted. Her Facebook account was also deleted. Um, so yeah, um, uh, but yeah, uh, she's she. So another tweet she had said, "I can't be fired for things I say while intoxicated." Right? Yes, you can. Yeah. Well, so. uh, well, who are these people that think you can't say just say stupid shit and not lose your job? Yeah. Um, so it's just funny, man. Like, and, and this is one of the times where Twitter mocking people was hilarious and good. I mean, I'm always kind of here for the mocking people anyway. Um, but mocking people for doing some dumb shit, you know, that's cool. Uh, I'm sure Phil Robertson was excited that, uh, he was out of the news for a night. <laughs> for a night. Um, so I, I just thought that was, that was cool that they got her out of here, man. Like, it was, a whole lot of whole lot of jokes and stuff but uh yeah that's why that's why twitter's the best uh lululemon's founder had to step down as chairman <laughs> this dude yep he uh the founder of everybody knows lululemon the uh yoga pants that uh ladies like to wear mm-hmm. i'm um, one selling yoga pants too yeah uh so uh 
they're now hoping that new faces at the top will help it bounce back from a series of embarrassing issues that have hurt its image first there was the uh pants being too thin they yeah. had to stop in production for a while <laughs> i know right uh was that? they can see my thongs yeah i appreciate thin yoga pants you know especially in the sunlight but you know uh i always respect the ladies and i try to look elsewhere when they turn around but um the upscale yoga clothing maker based in vancouver announced that founder chip wilson a guy named chip he's a grown-ass man that right there is <laughs> sign, sign number one that this dude's gonna <laughs> so say was something wrong. stupid no grown-ass man should be named chip uh he's stepping down as a chairman after raising ire with his comments about the body types of potential buyers of the retailer's yoga pants the company also named a new ceo uh, Wilson, who founded the company in 1998 and still exerted a strong influence will regain his, will retain his board seat, which is all that matters. He's going to keep getting paid. Um, Christine Day, who had been CEO since 2008, but announced her intentions to leave in June, will be succeeded by Laurent Potdevin, Potdevin, a 20 year old industry, a 20 year industry veteran, uh, was most recently CEO of Tom's Shoes. Um, but uh basically his uh the comment that he had um uh, was they were asking about you know hey you've been in some controversy for you know your, your pants being too thin uh there's people saying it was see-through and stuff the uh the rubbing uh you know the, the i mean the you know people are saying that the you know the pants need a little work he said mm-hmm. and he said that uh some women's bodies just don't work for lululemon pants he said ah! thighs rubbing together over time will cause pants to wear out too quickly. You fat bitch. Yeah. So take your fat ass to Fats Pants uh, mm-hmm. Celery and uh, buy you some pants there. <laughs> you go to the Fats Pants Shop and get your fat ass some, some pants for your fatness. Come on now. Them is pensive ass Lululemon pants. Come and on that, now. And the thing is, in, in, in all fairness, that's what women heard. And that's what he's, cause that's what he said. Nah, he didn't call anybody fat. He didn't say you're too fat for our pants, but that's what they heard. Of course. Yes. And that's your job is to know that that's what people are going to hear. You sell a product for people that are probably pretty, uh, conscious about their weight. Yes. Cause they're probably doing yoga. Yeah. They're probably trying, you know, they're trying to lose, lose weight. weight. They're, they're doing stuff like that. So, um, if you sell that product, you probably shouldn't be dropping too much of uh bitches be needing to lose weight because they're wearing it because they need to lose weight. yeah oh motherfucker i need to lose weight how about i keep my money in my pocket yeah so i you know so i'm uh, fat let this fat bitch spend her money somewhere else in a year where their brand has had several major problems you know this is definitely not something else you want to deal with so um so this happened um people you know it's christmas time and holiday season and there's a war on christmas so there was a school that cut the religious lyrics from silent night had these little kids singing silent night without any of the religious references you want to hear what it sounds like (laughs) let's see yeah i I haven't heard this yet so i don't even know what it sounds like Uh, why does shit so low no that's not what i was gonna say why does it always have to start with the teacher giving some type of fucking speech i used to hate that shit when i was in choir and stuff at school first of all they forced you to be in choir i didn't sign up for choir ain't that the truth i take music class now i'm in a fucking choir but 
they they make you sing the song you don't want to sing it so you have ass singing it <laughs> a mouth words right but um you do the class but bef- but whenever it's time to perform the teacher has to go up i was born in this town and i used to have i'm like oh who gives a fuck nobody came back to see in 1952 you. and i've been at this elementary school 45 years and i've been teaching for 55 yeah this ain't about you bitch it's about the kids people only came here to see their kids sing yeah. if they could they would just watch their one kid sing they don't even give a fuck about these other kids they don't like why are you doing this the parents don't want to be here you don't want to be here the students the kids don't, don't want to be here no. you're just adding more time to the fucking thing that no one yes, wants to do. Yes, yes. Instead of an hour, now we got an hour and 10 minutes or 15 because we got to listen to your goddamn speech. Yeah, every one of you teachers get us up here and give us this fucking speech. We've been working so hard <laughs> all semester and oh, we have been singing. Jokes. It. The children are kind of nervous, guys. Right. Huh. Oh, can I skip this or how do you get past this? All right, here we go. Okay, that's enough. That's all I can take that of. Sounds terrible. First of all, that's all I can take of uh, kids' choirs. Okay? Ain't that the truth? I'm sorry, y'all got kids. I don't give yeah, a fuck. Your They're boring. Your children can't sing. No, they can't. Okay, most of them can't. This is why you never see anybody without kids show up to these fucking. Uh, no, and don't recitals. invite me because I'm Cause not they're, going. Because they're not entertaining. Your kids are terrible at singing, and the only reason you care is because you have to be there because they <laughs> they came out of your body. Yep. That's it. Um, but second of all, um. It, it is weird that they chose this song because it has a lot of religious shit in it. Yes, it does. Right? Doesn't it have like uh, a holy infant, it's uh, mother and child, song. or something like that? Like Silent Night is a extremely religious song. Why even pick this to change? Like it does seem weird. And if I was, uh, they could they couldn't have picked like a whole song all together. Like there are tons of Christmas songs you could sing. Yeah, just sing Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer or fucking. Uh, you know, uh, something about rocking around a Christmas tree or something. There has to be a ton of other, I don't know. Maybe there's not a lot of non-religious, religious songs, but this seems, uh, Christian songs, but this seems like the, one of the most left. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild. They just took that out. Uh, shepherds quake at the sight. Glory streams from heaven afar. Heaven's host, heavenly host sings. Hallelujah. Son of God, love, like, this, literally, there's, where are the lines that aren't about Jesus and religion? Christ the Savior is born. Son of God's pure light. No wonder the performance is so short. Maybe that's what she was trying to do, guys. Oh, yeah. Was, she was, oh, she was like, oh, we need to get him in and get him out. Two, yeah. We got a two minute song. Maybe she was doing us a favor. She said, you know what? We need to have these little motherfuckers singing for as short as possible. Ah, <laughs> don't nobody want to be here. Yeah, we will just take, uh, all the religion out. And uh, that'll make the song 22 seconds. And we can all go home. Um, Beyonce, think peace time. Hey. 
uh here's here's a new one um this is uh a blog Huffington post uh it was written by um this is shit like this is weird to me but i guess it's a must be a common thing black feminist collective so it doesn't there's no one person that gets the credit for this article which you know i know some they may have a reason that they do this and maybe they think it's brave or maybe it's one person that get out of shine or something of that nature but it it seems kind of cowardly when you take shots behind this like if you're gonna take shots at a person and then not put your name to it it seems kind of fucked up you know but um apparently i have a website it's called real colored girls uh dot com or something like that so um you know and that's 414 comments for this website uh for this for this uh for this uh this this hit piece they wrote and it's called uh beyonce the problem with the the beehive and quote-unquote bottom bitch feminism because that's not inflammatory and that won't cause any problems with her fans um bottom bitch feminism i'm sure everyone can agree that that is an appropriate way to approach this that everyone will find reasonable rational and the argument that follows will of course be uh very well done and everybody will enjoy it so uh i'll read it for you guys in pimp theory a bottom bitch is the is one of the whores one is the one in the whore's hierarchy who rides the hardest for her man. She's the rock of every hustler economy and her primary occupation is keeping other hoes in check and getting that money. She isn't trying to elevate the status of her sister hoes. She isn't looking to transform pimp culture. The bottom bitch is a token who is allowed symbolic power, I mean power, which she uses in to discipline, advocate for, and represent and advance to dominate the, the domain of the stable. In pop culture, she represents the trope of the chosen black female loyal to her man and complicit in her own commodification. In hip-hop vernacular, she has emerged as the boss bitch or boss, titles you'll hear used liberally across urban pop discourses from the streets to rappers uh, to the hip-hop, basketball, and ATL housewives. What she represents is an appearance of power within a structure of male dominance, but in reality, this power is merely vicarious and not a positional power in and of itself. Admittedly, bottom bitch is an unfortunate metaphor for you to use for framing conversations about Beyonce, but when you're married to Big Pimpin and his cameo on your self-titled album coin of feminist masterpiece is about how he gone, catch a charge, I might beat up the box like Mike, I'm like Ike Turner, Baby, no, I don't play. Now eat the cake, anime. Say eat the cake, anime. You leave us no choice. When elements of the feminist community rise up to applaud your simplistic, pro-capitalist, structurally violent sampling of feminism, the metaphor becomes even more relevant. Moreover, we're concerned that the capitalist ethics of mainstream hip-hop had seduced feminist allies into flirting with bottom-bitch feminism in their silencing of those who would critique B and her systematic violence she represents. To this we ask, is feminism sponsored by the corporate music industrial complex as big as we can dream? In the, is the end game of feminism in which the glass ceiling for black women's representation only reaches as high as our booties? Can we just love B as an amazing corporate artist without selling out the hard-won accomplishment of our black feminists and womanist foremothers? 
can we not love her for the gorgeous fierce mega pop star she is without appropriating her for some liberal power feminist agenda these questions asked we do understand the terror and mistrust some black women may feel when confronted with representations that reflect us to uh, reflect us to ourselves as brilliantly beautiful we also get the impulse that the same these same women may have to criticize and destroy such images but this is not that our critique of b as a feminist does not come from a place of fear indeed it may even come from a critique of the black feminist blogosphere our real fear is our burgeoning cadre of institutional gatekeepers of appropriate black feminist politics going in hard with the facile analysis shaming and silencing black women with alternative reads of b so basically if you they're saying that their real problem is that too many black feminists are supporting this album and if you say that you don't like beyonce or her album then they will they will shame you and and silence you Mm, that's not true well even if it is true i found that shame and silence are really good tools for mocking the stupid and uh, what happens a lot of times is stupid people say stupid shit and everybody goes shut up yes they do. and then they they try to act like oh you telling me to shut up because you scared of what i got to say it's like no you're annoying and stupid mm-hmm. and so it's hard to tell i'm not saying that's what these people are Mm-mm. but it's hard to tell when people uh the difference between when because like it's kind of like how people go well all, people always say people hating and sometimes people don't be hating they just use it to shut you up but it's like yeah but sometimes people do be hating mm-hmm. so you know which is which you gotta go case by case right the real colored girls are not here to promote the or co-sign the idea that the critique bees flawless feminism is to hate black women we reject the idea that love for the folks uh equally blinds loyalty our deep and abiding love and respect for the ancestors will never permit an image of feminism wrapped in gold chains or hip-hop machismo. We ain't throwing no blood diamonds in the air for the rock, no matter how many feminists you sample over a dope beat. We're smarter than that. We're worth more than that. And a lot of times when these people do these think pieces, it's always we. Mm-hmm. Like, they really, there's not a think piece that you've, put well, out that nobody acts mm-hmm. like their opinion represents everybody's opinion well part of the problem with this is that this article is supposed to represent the site real colored girls and they're apparently keeping some type of anonymity they don't want to put their name behind what they say they don't want to you know what i mean like individually um and it seems like that's gonna that's like a a thing that that some of these sites do it's, it's weird to me because i feel like if you're writing an article and especially if it's about something like feminism which would be very personal in this definition for different people Mm -hmm. why the fuck would i want to write this as a banner this site wrote this as opposed to no this person who writes for our site wrote this and this is her belief someone else might be writing a different article tomorrow and it might contradict this and that's their belief i don't know it just seems weird I'm, i'm sure there's some rationale to it Maybe they don't want to lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they, I, I think that's they want to say to controversial shit and not have anybody come back to them. Yep. I don't know. Uh, I think that has more to do with it than anything. And, and who knows, this may come back to bite them if somebody says something and people go, well, who is this person? And go to the site and demand that, that they tell them who the person is. Yeah. Uh, insisting on a rank and file consent and approval to uh, these terms of engagement is a form of bullying. And in the spirit of, so now bullying made its first appearance in the article. Oh, the, bullying. Yeah. So if you, you know, if you chastise us for 
what you feel is an unreasonable take on Beyonce and her album and feminism, uh, when we're using inflammatory words like bottom bitch and all this shit. Uh, if you, uh, chastise us for that, then you're bullying us because you disagree with us and, uh, vehemently so. In the spirit of Andre Lord, who we were, I mean, we re- we remind you that silencing dissent will not protect you. I don't even understand what that means. Mm-hmm. We feel like, and that's another thing that a lot of these people keep saying, like, when people, like stupid people on the internet, they'll be like, you are silencing me. Motherfucker, you have your own website, your own platform. platform. The article's being posted on Huffington and Post. No one's silencing you. People just don't agree. You're saying something a lot of people don't agree with, and they're saying, shut the fuck up. Silencing you would literally be like, hey, I want to make this blog post. You fucking can't. Mm-hmm. I want to have this discussion. Yeah, you can't have a discussion. People are allowing you to. Yeah, people are saying, I'm hearing what you're saying, and fuck you, I disagree. Yep. And you're going, you're silencing and bullying me. Like, no, every opinion isn't equal. No, it's not. Sometimes people don't want to hear that shit. It no, happens. they don't. You know, people can easily listen to the show and be like, fuck Ron and Karen, I don't want to hear that shit. It happens. Yes, they can. We feel, st- but they didn't silence us. I'll be back tomorrow doing the same fucking show. Yes, sir. We feel strongly that it is our duty and imperative to engage multiple perspectives in the marketplace of ideas, supporting open discourse, lest we find ourselves guilty of policing one another into a dishonest respectability. Um... Or an honest respectability. Maybe people really do believe that the album is feminist and that there's no problem with Beyonce and they're celebrating her as an artist. Mm -hmm. Our work is not done. Beehive bottom bitch feminism does not replace, nor is it even in the realm of the critical work of black women writers and artists across the discursive spectrum, as some folks have proclaimed across social media. Uh, Yeah, this is funny, though, because I have seen this schism uh, where people are saying, like, Beyonce's album proves that you don't need a fucking PhD and to read uh, bell hooks or whatever to discuss feminism. And some people are kind of protective of that idea. Like, yes, you do. You know what I mean? Or you ain't about to, you ain't about to knock me out of this, out of this spot like that I earned. Like, you know, just, so it's kind of funny to see that go back and forth both ways, you know, cause there's some people that are like, well, you know, yeah, matter of fact, PhDP was the problem. And other people like, no, these ignorant people are a problem. So I don't know. As womanist and black feminist, I wonder why the plural of womanist isn't womanist. Anyway, mm. as womanist and black feminist, we have a responsibility to bring it with our cultural work, which we will infuse at all times with Negroes. Wait, at all times with an ethic of care and responsibility. The coontocracy of assimilationist corporate Negroes is in full effect, riding for patriarchal capitalist agendas and having us believe that somehow B's success is a step towards dystopic, some dystopic, dystopic vision of progress for black women. There may be empowerment for some folks, but by and large, it is false hope steeped in capitalism and individualism, supporting the escapist desires of rampant pornographic consumerism. This essay does not come from a place of who gonna check me, boo. I can't even, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the way they gravitate back and forth from, uh, complete, uh, time to go hood sister, uh, sister be kicking it with the real flow to, uh, complete, like, uh, uh, you know, PhD, uh, $10 words is amazing. I enjoy this. 
we would like to invite dialogue conversation and a multitude of perspectives we're thinking that our next conversation will be about how beyonce has opened the door for further discussion around black female sexuality we've been feeling this quote by bell hooks for her from her essay selling hot pussy when black women relate our bodies to our sexuality in ways that place erotic recognition, desire, pleasure, and fulfillment at the center of our efforts to create radical black female subjectivity, we can make new and different representations of ourselves as sexual subjects. To do so, we must be willing to transgress traditional boundaries. We must no longer shy away from the critical project of openly interrogating and exploring representation of black female sexuality as they appear everywhere, especially in pop- popular culture. What are your thoughts? Hashtag real color girls, hashtag bottom bitch film uh so uh yeah man uh that was the latest thing piece mm. apparently beyonce is uh a bottom bitch for jay-z and that's what that's what her uh album is really about yes, is get, getting money for her pimp and putting the other hoes in place yeah like she grows just as much and possibly even more money than he does right mm-hmm. okay oh and before we move on, this is something I told you. I, yeah, I've been working ahead. on this. Um, I want to do my personal thank piece on all the thank pieces we've been doing about Beyonce. So this is my thank piece on the thank pieces with the thank pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my thank piece. Thank pieces on why y'all kiss Beyonce's ass. Uh, number one. Cause pretty hurts. <laughs> okay. They asked Beyonce, what does she want? She said her aspiration is to be happy with life. And that's what she's going to do. Shine a light on it makes everything worse because she's shining the light on y'all pump bitches careers. And they can't even compel. Mm-hmm. You try to fix what you can't fix. Your career. <laughs> <laughs> you the soul that need a surgery you need a surgery to help fix because next year she gonna be dancing all over your ass <laughs> number two haunt it mm-hmm. I know that I'm haunting you and you must be haunting me that's what she said in the song, but I don't think she really mean that. I'm haunting you. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're not haunting me because I, I really could, could care less about you or your career. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, drunk in love. I've been drinking the sorrows of your tears out there on the beach with Beyonce, <laughs> with, with, with Jay Z. <laughs> Can't keep your eyes off my fatty. Yeah, when my ass get to shaking, you wish you had a body like mine. Mm-hmm. You woke up in the kitchen, and you don't know what happened, because I stole all your thunder. Number four, blow. <laughs> this sounds a lot like the uh, track listing for Beyonce's album. It is. It oh, is. It okay. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Blow. Uh, must be good to you. Must be good to you to wake up every morning with your dick hard wanting to say shit about me. Yes. Yes. No, and no, and didn't nobody tell you? It's the sweetest in the middle. 
get mm-hmm. as much of it as you can everybody is getting it getting it off of uh this beyonce like mm-hmm. like she got to have the only album that dropped and gave all the black feminist bloggers even those who hate her hits like she's just giving people blog hits for christmas just mm-hmm. write what the fuck ever you're gonna say you will get blog hits why not because you can write Mm-mm. but because it's about me Mm-mm. nobody else wants to write listen to your ass Mm-mm. until you got some shit to say about me have fun with that merry christmas yep and happy new year because you could be writing about me for a while actually, actually, yeah. actually oh you're gonna be writing actually, about happy me 2014 yeah i hope they start saving these blog posts and putting out a book by the end of 2014 because if you if you're a black feminist blogger that does not like beyonce and you don't have an entire book about Beyonce by the end of 2014, your ass was slipping on your pimping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, pink is the flavor. Solve the riddle. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be a hard riddle to solve because I'm on the level all by myself and can't none of y'all compared to me. I say green is the flavor because they green with envy. Y- yeah. It's like the Grinch. Mm hmm. Yes, and turn that cherry out. Yes, get all you can because at the end of the day, I am the one making all the money mm-hmm. and you just staring at me wishing you could be me. Mm-hmm. Number five. No angel. No angel either, baby. Because and, and the thing about it is that when it comes to this song, people have to fail to realize that uh, I'm not an angel and neither are you. Mm-hmm. But you look at me like I am an angel, so I'm just going to fly right on over you. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, she isn't an angel. Mm-mm. She doesn't claim to be. Mm-mm. But that is the standard that people hold her up to for mm-hmm. some weird reason. It's like she can't sell Pepsi and also be for moderation and people staying in shape. You know what I mean? She can't possibly... Uh, she can't make money because that's quote unquote pro capitalism somehow, but she's never tried to take an anti-capitalist stance. Like why, why is she expected to be an angel is because she's beautiful and reminds people of angels. Like if you get to heaven and all the ladies look like Beyonce, you're going to be like, God damn, it is heaven. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's definitely them trying to make her out into something that even with her own music, she claims not to be, but they don't give a fuck. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. They, 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 they could, they, no, could, they could. I'm not perfect. Uh, yeah. Well, let me write five blog pieces on why you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let, 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 let me continue to, to, to say these things about you, even though you're really not paying me no attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six, uh, partition. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time you think you're going to take a peek in there at what I'm doing, I put a partition up and let you go on about your life. So you really can't see what's happening. <laughs> but they want to look so bad because they know it's so much fun going on back there. Behind yeah, the because every, every, every girl in here looking at me up and down. Cause I know in reality, you want to be me. Mm-hmm. Just tell me how it looks good to you. If it looks good to you, baby, I know it do. I, I really, really, really know it do. Um, I sneezed on the beat and the beat got sicker. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do want y'all to know that every time I do something, you take it and run with it. It's sicker only because I breathed life into it. Mm-hmm. So because 
you could write about me is the only reason why anybody really gives a fuck about what most of y'all are saying or doing is because I'm attached to it. Right. If I wasn't attached to it, most of y'all motherfuckers writing shit about me. Wouldn't nobody give a damn about what you're saying anyway. And literally she could turn a sneeze into uh, like the Internet will turn a Beyonce sneeze into 1700 Beyonce think pieces. And that that in itself will spark an economy. And you should put ads on your on your website and cake off of the hits because it's it's, it's she's just giving you life through even her careless actions yeah yeah like you think she care like she she's saying like you know i sneeze on the beat the beat gets sicker she can say uh jay-z says anime two times on her fucking uh album and it turns into 1700 blog pieces it's crazy come on now come on yonsei all on your mouth like liquor Mm -hmm. all on your mouth and your keyboards and your website yes and honestly, you would give anything for me to be on your shit. Do you know how many people was probably angry that they wouldn't even ask to be on her shit? Mm-hmm. Because she's just that greatness. How many bloggers writing these terrible things about Beyonce would kill for her to say, uh, I'd like to do an interview with your site, exclusive interview. <laughs> You, they will uh, lose their goddamn minds. Yeah, you, you put it on your site. I'm, you're the only one I'm going to do it. How many would say no? man how many after that would suddenly become a lot more favorable of, of beyonce in general yeah they, a lot of a lot of it is jealousy and anger because they're just mm-hmm. mad that she's not paying no attention she's not shining on them so oh no know. oh no oh no Mm-mm. and uh you don't want to see you don't want to see uh yonce on her knees you sure don't because she is sucking away your career <laughs> mm-hmm no, you, you you don't want to see that. Uh, number seven, jealous. Yeah, that's self-explanatory. Yeah, she's in the penthouse half-naked where you wish that you could be. Mm-hmm. And they jealous. Oh, very jealous. You know, that's, that's another big thing about this that uh, people haven't been talking about. But a lot of these people that are tripping on Beyonce, it's a level of insecurity to do with them. Because a lot of people feel like I'm educated. I, you know, I write about feminism daily. I have a blog post. It's not getting as much track. A blog that's not getting as much traction. I'm not getting to write in Essence and Ebony and, and Huffington Post and all this shit on a constant basis. Even when I do, I'm not becoming famous. I don't have any book deals in the work. This girl who only went to high school been performing her whole life her whole life hasn't really delved into this spear is now saying uh who a woman that we've kind of marginalized because she's a beautiful woman that is talented that people revere so we've kind of marginalized her as kind of the enemy because look at her she's you know almost everything we fight against is now stepping into the the fray of feminism and saying i actually have an opinion on this and here's what i think mm-hmm. and i feel like a lot of these blog posts are like not so fast motherfucker how dare you because if you look at what they're saying essentially in this article they're basically just calling beyonce a bitch it's really mm-hmm. just a long ass article a roundabout way to call her a bitch is and you know for someone feminist to say i'm gonna use this in the most insulting way possible and call her the bottom bitch of jay-z come on and now hip-hop. I want to call her a bitch. 
I need to find a way to justify this with 1700 words, but essentially the headline says it all. Beyonce is a bitch and they want to take her power away from her because she's able to hop into this, uh, discussion right away on top. You know what I mean? Like other people is like, I've been putting in years. I'm trying to write books. I'm trying to, it take people marginalizing me. White feminists don't give a fuck about me. Beyonce said, now everybody want to pay attention. Fuck her. She's wrong. She a bottom bitch. And it's exactly what's wrong with a lot of people in, in feminism and what turns a lot of people off. Yep. Cause like, oh, so now you're policing her ability to have any agency in the shit because you are mad about your shit. Oh, your shit ain't on the front page no more. I tell you how you can get on the front page. Talk shit about Beyonce. Beyonce. And that's how, that's the only way they can quote unquote outshine her. And even then it's only like a glimmer of light, but come on now. The only way they can outshine her is to hop in her shadow and talk shit because no one else would give a fuck. You write this same piece about something else and we go, I don't, I don't even want to read it. Too many words, too long, didn't read. You say this shit about Beyonce. I will take the fucking time. That's the whole thing. And as soon as this Beyonce shit is over, the second whoever these sites are stop writing about it, nobody's going to give a fuck again. At all. No, nobody's going to get this. Nobody. Uh, number eight, Rocket. Mm-hmm. Let me put this ass on you. Mm-hmm. Because I am going to sit my ass on 2014 because it's going to be all about me <laughs> and my ass <laughs> dancing around on every commercial. Every clothing line, everything. Yeah, I love how they were like, well, she just marginalized herself to uh, booty and sexuality and shit like that. Uh, sex can be very powerful, for one. And two, yes, she, it can. One, she didn't do that. But mm. two, sex can be very powerful. If she just wanted to be a sexual object, she could just... She could just do that. She put out a fucking album of Britney Spears classic hits that don't have any political affiliation, no messages, no deeper meanings. She could have done that. And she still would be number, you know, one. She still would get be on tour. She still would be doing Super Bowls and shit like that. She could have have easily done that. This album is exactly the opposite of that. And you can't take away the fact that she is attractive. Ain't that the truth? You know, it's like they're trying to use it as a badge, to, as, as something to take away from her. Like, oh, because she's out here being all sexy and people want her. That's a, that's that's not feminism. Yeah, like, don't get it. Uh, yeah, don't people want to fuck her. There's nothing you can do about ass. it. And what what she supposed to do about it? Nothing. She, nothing she can do about it. She she the baddest dog. I'm. She will be the baddest in a fucking burka. There's nothing she can do about it. So she might as well let it shine. Ain't that the truth? Mm-hmm. Uh, don't take your eyes off of it because I know you can't. Mm-hmm. And uh, you want to rock it to the waterfalls? Yeah, because then waterfall is going to be your tears because your career is officially. Ain't nobody going to be talking about you mm-hmm. in 2014. That's true. It's going to be all year of Beyonce. Number nine. Mm-hmm. It's called Mine. Mm-hmm. You're taking it a little too far. All these blog posts, it ain't that serious. I'm just being me. And everybody acts like everything I do. They just taking it to the next level. When I, I, I don't think she meant for it to be like that. Mm-hmm. Stop making a big deal out of little things. Everything she do ain't that goddamn important, y'all. Yeah, but they gonna make it important. It doesn't matter what she says. It's gonna, 
it's gonna be the most important shit that, like i said before the album as soon as the album came out i was like the think pieces are gonna be so entertaining not good not well written not even coherent but entertaining you know what i mean like mm-hmm. no other artist can move shit like this Mm-mm. uh even donald glover doesn't get traction like this like there might be one or two blogs about donald glover we might be covering beyonce blogs for a fucking month of course it's crazy these people are insane with beyonce is it's is and it's fascinating every single time mm-hmm. everybody got something to say everybody got something to say who who do you belong to you belong to me because 2014 is going to be the year of Beyonce. I've already been on tour for a whole year mm-hmm. and got all in shape. Now I'm probably going to go on tour for another year. Had the baby. Yeah. Had the baby. Hop right back in shape. Got to make him mad. Got to make him mad. Of course. Number 10, XO. I searched through the crowds. And guess what I don't see? Your career. <laughs> XOXO. Mm-hmm. Number 11. Flawless. Mm-hmm. When I was a little girl, you dreamt to be in my world. And it's just one of those things where I think ever since Beyonce been young, she probably has had to deal with a lot of jealous and jealous jealousy yeah. and jealous since, people since she was a little girl literally like you look at that picture where it show her and um all those trophies around her and all this stuff people always look at shit like that and they go i want to be that little per- little girl but what they forget is that even that little girl to get those trophies trophies don't just get made and given to you you earn yeah. trophies yes, you do you earn accolades you earn recognition no one ever cares about the work they only care about the results so if they go, uh, hey, look at this podcast. It's doing really well. Why do they deserve to be there? Cause they probably outworked you. And you look at this, uh, at this blog poster and the blog is doing better than you. They probably also outworked your ass. If you look at, uh, the person on, uh, Twitter that has more followers than you, they probably do more tweets and about better shit than you. If you look at Beyonce, who is clearly at the top of the fucking game and yes. what in life, she's probably also outworking your ass too. Yeah, and, 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 and the thing, the funny thing about it, it's funny how people try to disregard her work ethic, like her work, fucking work ethic don't count. Mm-hmm. While you motherfucking sleep, she's working out. While you sleep, she's torn. While you, while, while you sleep, she signed another deal. Why, 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 you sleep, she's doing other shit, like she's constantly, constantly going and that's something that you cannot take away from her and it's funny how people try to disregard her work ethic her work ethic has nothing to do with education and i think like you said before people get pissed because i spent this time in school i got all this money for all these degrees i'm thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and you got this bitch over here just singing along and she making this money but what they fail to realize baby is that it was her work ethic. And, and it's not even to disregard your degree, but I think a lot of people get jealous of her because they feel like I put in more work. But you really don't know what it took to, for her to get there. Well, it's definitely the same thing as LeBron James, right? It's one of the reasons I find it fascinating to, to discuss this. Uh, LeBron James has had so many of the same critiques leveled at him. Oh, he's never really had it hard. You know, oh, oh, he, he didn't even go to college. You know, and then the same people that bring, try to bring him down, 
there a lot of them are promoting the patriarchy and the 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 cap the capitalism pro capitalist all the shit that takes away the agency of people outside of the mainstream uh you know look and and uh appeal of america they're the ones trying to take it away from people and then they try to hide it under the guise of no i'm just being critical of beyonce because she's promoting capitalism and all this shit no you're actually reinforcing because if some white person that is racist and an asshole could easily take your article and go yep that's why i don't like beyonce mm-hmm. but the cr- the truth of the matter is the there's already enough shit working against beyonce that the reason that so many black people black women uh black feminist bloggers are getting behind her is as a backlash to that shit they're yep. like here's something we can root for yes because uh, and and you know in all fairness the i don't really fuck with a black feminist blogs feel like that because a lot of times it's a it's what's the fight of the day what can we take down what can we take away from somebody here's the one thing where people are like here's something we can push for here's something that we can help here's something that we can support and then motherfuckers want to take that down too it's like nah it's okay for everybody to go here's a black lady who has become a sexual icon become a gay icon who's become a uh uh who's who's exercising her uh power as far as uh not just in sexuality but just financially you know yeah, that, like you as, can't be multifaceted like you have right. to be just this one thing she, who represents a lot who moves the needle a lot yes, she does here's this person that we can all go hooray we're glad someone's getting the respect they deserve someone put in the work to get the props they deserve and instead we end up with let me tell you why she ain't shit are you thinking you're helping do you think you're helping you know what i mean it's like you're you're claiming to be a blog that's about black feminism and black uh women empowerment and then a black woman does become something and you immediately go how can we dissect this to take it away from her yeah it's fucking weird it's weird and it's strange a lot of it comes from very jealous and a very petty and a very i wish i could be her spot i really do think it's that simple but Mm -hmm. they need to write a thousand words around how they can call her a bitch that's really honestly you know what i mean the title is so inflammatory it is if you don't believe that they just could not wait to call her a bitch the second that she had something to say about feminism at all then you're deluding yourself yes you are too who the hell are you to have an opinion about this i've been writing about this for years and nobody give a fuck (laughs) And and i'm mad i'm gonna let you know why i'm mad yeah it's stupid and then um we still on flawless uh my my favorite one is the uh uh bow down bitches mm-hmm. um just to let y'all know that i am who i am and queen b is in the house mm-hmm. and i'm sick and tired of all y'all doing all these things so this is my way of letting all y'all know that all y'all can kiss my ass and don't you think i'm just his little wife don't get it twisted I'm here to let you know, yeah, I'm married, but it doesn't mean I'm less than. Right. I think a lot of people act like, like me and you have talked about this before, and even sometimes I've had to deal with this. Because you marry, it just takes your womanhood away. Mm-hmm. Being married and having children and wanting to have a straight relationship. Well, no, not your womanhood, but your feminism. Yeah. Like, people are like, you can't possibly be about feminist empowerment you can't be about woman empowerment you can't be about women equality because you quote unquote bought into the uh stereotypical 
male female gender roles you've gotten married you had a kid you're doing this and then people just start taking it away like you don't have any type of authority over this and you don't get to have an opinion same thing with her not you know not having a phd in this shit not mm-hmm. studying it not writing a blog for years she doesn't get to have an opinion it's not fair she can't play in your sandbox so you got to write all these pieces about why she ain't shit and why she doesn't get to uh participate meanwhile I'm reading shit on Slate from bloggers who aren't black who are also taking this woman down and you're helping them, asshole. Yeah. You are help like I don't even get the like it's just such a like why do you want to help these people so bad? It, it wouldn't be so bad if some of these pieces actually had like more thought put into them and they weren't just these rambling rants of just anti Beyonce. Yeah, and they're not cohesive stupidity. thoughts. Like 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 no they didn't really sit down and like really lay out what they were going to say they just started yeah. writing All right it's just like how can i fucking take her down how can i insult her how can i use her as a way to uh further my own brand and it's that's as far as they've taken it yes it is and also remember this she woke up like that mm-hmm. she woke up like that which means she has no control over it oh or you know what i woke up like this <laughs> i woke up like this right and don't be angry because she's empowering women. Don't be angry because she's telling women, period, that you pretty just like you are. However you wake up in the morning, however your hair's all over your head, you are beautiful as you are. And I think, honestly, a lot of men and women have problems with giving women authority. What are you afraid of? Right. What are you afraid of? And why is there this assumption that somehow she's, because she's recognizing that she's married and she has a husband she's subservient to jay-z like somehow she's out here to get his money for him like is the is the implied part of this article that to me says a lot more about what they think about marriage what they think about uh you know relationships where this founded on equality what they think about men even like mm-hmm. somehow a guy being just being a man is the enemy you know? Yes. And it's not always the enemy. And it's one of those things where uh, when it when it comes to history, so people are very ignorant because everybody needs to help other groups out when it comes to rights. And for some reason, the group that's being oppressed needs help from other groups. Nobody can ever do this walk alone. And mm-hmm. for you to think you can do this walk alone is very ignorant for you to say. I can't believe they haven't even uh, addressed the fact that she didn't talk about gay people. I wrote, read all that stuff, and, uh, you know, that whole article didn't bring up gay people at all. No, no, not this time, not this mm-hmm. time. Uh, number 12, superpower. <clears throat> uh, she got a tough love, a love that y'all wish that y'all could see crumble. Oh, y'all wish y'all could see that love crumble. I think a lot of times people see her and Jay, and they really are showing that they're really happy. Mm-hmm. And that makes a lot of people ain't bitch. You can't be happy and be a feminist and right. be singing right. and dance for Pepsi and write checks and not tell nobody your album. We, we we can't deal with this. This is just too much. Yeah. I do feel like a lot of, especially the online community of feminism is like a culture of, uh, anger too, which is why I, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people avoid it. It's cause it's like, if you're not angry, you're not in, you're not in the group anymore. If you, like you having power or or just being happy and being satisfied with your life is also against the rules kind of you can't just be like i don't actually have an issue with this thing you have to have an issue every morning 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I think that, that, uh, for, like I said, for a lot of people, it's a turnoff. Like I said, yeah, I, you don't get to not care. And in her life, she gets to not care about shit because she has other shit to do. Someday she just goes, I don't give a fuck. I don't have to care. I put out this album. I don't have to care about this shit. I'm not going to go on a fucking speaking tour. Nope. I'm not going to. Not going to uh, be interviewed. The next album might not even be about this shit. Nope. She gets to not care. And that I think that bothers a lot of people. It's like, why do you get to not care? I care about this so much. You know, why do you get to make an album and leave it at that? Why do you get to to make money off of this? And I don't. I don't make money. I, I beg for people to pay attention to my shit, and they don't care. And there's like a type of jealousy there. And mm-hmm. some people, not with everybody, but with some people, and they got to address it. You know, we're talking to generalities, and some people don't have any of these issues. But some people have these issues, and I feel like it, it just leaks out in these fucking think pieces. You're just like, it do. what am I learning about you, the re- the writer? And yes, and it's everything but but what the topic of the title says. Mm-hmm. Number uh, thirteen, heaven. Heaven couldn't wait on your career to go home because I've killed it and I've buried <laughs> it deep, deep down, six feet deep. Mm-hmm. And number fourteen, the last one, mm-hmm. blue. Hold on to me, like Walmart. Don't do like Target mm-hmm. because you regret it. You will regret it. Uh, speaking of which, Karen, mm-hmm. uh, did you hear the news? Beyonce went to Walmart, surprised Walmart shoppers with $37,000 worth of gift cards. That's what they were saying. Mm-hmm. You know what she said, Target? Fuck you. Gave everybody $50 gift cards. So not only are you copping the new Beyonce, but uh, she you're are- getting 35 extra dollars. Come on now. Um, just showed up to Walmart in all her glory. I'm sure security shut, you know, shut some people down, but of course. showed up in Walmart, just dropping off $50 gift cards to, uh, 750 shoppers. Wondering the aisles, greeting her fans. Man, I would have lost my fucking mind. What? I've been in there screaming like a bitch. You know, it's so ah! like grown ass man. <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. Clean up on aisle three. <laughs> passing out what and it's just one of those things where i personally i'm so glad she did it because with all the shit going on with target i think the worst decision they could have made was to be like we are not selling your damn app she was like oh we're, oh you're not selling my album okay i'm a i'm a tip i'm a i'm a tip to all the way here to walmart mm-hmm. now what she needs to show up at apparently is mcdonald's mcdonald's has to get rid of 10 million pounds of mighty wings and uh, I believe them because we had some and they are terrible. I put that on Facebook and some some people said that they're good. I said, I don't know. We must Not have the had ones them. we had. The ones we had was they, terrible. When the last time you had them? Because I feel like they're going bad and we got the first batch of the bad ones. Oh, they nasty. They was terrible. Uh, the wings, which represent 20% of the chicken wings produced for promotion, are in frozen storage uh, right now. Uh, McDonald's is unable to sell enough. Earlier this year, CEO Don Thompson said that the chicken wings aren't the smash success that they hoped for. While Mighty Wings apparently met internal targets, the item was not strong enough to to offset weak sales trends. Uh, Here are some reasons they flopped. The price in McDonald's terms, Mighty Wings are premium. They are expensive. They're a premium product. The wings come in packs of three for three sixty nine, or five for five fifty nine, or ten for nine sixty nine. Did they not 
do, do like this. Do, did they not do the target market for Bojangles and Popeyes and, not and the, Chicken Coop and all these other chicken shacks? Not to mention you can go sit down in a fucking sports restaurant and get 10 wings for $10. That's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and put it like this, and then you can get a three-piece meal deal for three sixty-nine. What's we talk about with yeah. two sides and a drink? And they bigger than a fucking wing. Uh, spice. Uh, Thompson said the wings are too spicy for many customers' taste. Apparent uh, appearance. Was the mighty, marketing that on this? The marketing did a terrible ass job at McDonald's. Appearance. The mighty wings look like McNuggets, McNuggets with bones. They do, but that's because they are McNuggets with bones. Ah! <laughs> Economy. Many McDonald customers are still struggling financially and are more likely to spend their hard-earned money on a tried-to-true favorite, especially since they probably work there. Um, That's true, too. A flight was delayed two more than two hours because a, uh, a pilot had to, to wait on his fucking um, sandwich. <gasps> we was two, we're two hours late because you went on a goddamn sandwich. Nigga, what? Better been a good sandwich. The nation reported that foodie pilot for Pakistan International Airlines insisted that the aircraft wait at Lahore Airport for sandwich delivery from a five-star hotel in the city, even after being told it might take as long as two hours. Um, Listen, no cockpit door in the earth is strong enough to stop me from killing this man. Especially if you, you miss a connecting flights. You got shit to do, dog. This is your job. I'm expecting the U.S. Marshal to kill this man. You don't do that. Uh, flight 711 was set for an on-time departure of 645 from Alama Iqbal International Airport to New York via Manchester on December 15th. When the pilot learned there were no sandwiches on the menu, only peanuts, chips, and biscuits, according to the paper, he said he needed sandwiches at any cost. So, like the cost his job? Yeah. The pilot request request was sent to the catering office and then to the airline's management office in Karachi. The management directed the catering department to meet his demand. I can't believe they didn't just go, are you fucking stupid? Get the fuck out of here. And this is not in the United States, right? Uh, no. But a two-hour holdover anywhere in the, in the world seems stupid. Yes! For a sandwich? It seems like it doesn't matter what country you're in. They would be like, the sir, whole plane wasn't getting this goddamn sandwich. What are we talking about? Yeah, sir, this is stupid. You, you, you can always get a sandwich some other time. You can cut, but like, you, you're a fucking pilot. We'll, we'll see you next week when you come back in your, um, um, flight next week. Yeah. Um, according to the paper, the flight finally departed at 9 15 a.m. So that's two and a half hours. Airline spokesman Mashhood Utakwar told the nation that the management had taken a serious notice of the delay of an international flight. He said investigations of the investigation had been ordered and action will be taken into those responsible for it. So it should have never happened. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me no manager, no supervisor was like, fuck you nigga fly that goddamn plane. Yep. Uh, it's about to be time for our games. All so, right. Uh, let's uh, go ahead and, and get, get started. Get right into it. Let me make sure my volume is right. You know, sometimes I start and it's too low. All right. Um, all right. Here we go. We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. Time to play some fucking with black people. Today we have a couple of contestants because, uh, and it's not just Phil Robertson, guys. A lot of people are getting into the fucking with black people game. 
and uh here's contestant number one that's right in a day when we had justine sacco and phil robertson news it's not them Uh oh let me tell you who is the luckiest man the luckiest man on twitter steve martin comedian steve martin guys Uh he apologized for a racist joke on twitter friday night then quickly deleted the tweet and continued saying he was sorry oh oh nobody paid him no attention because they think because we was waiting on justine he better be glad we was waiting on justine because it had been him martin was bantering with twitter followers turning their grammar questions into jokes when he was asked is this how you spell lasagna l-a-s-o-n-i-a and his response was it depends are you an african-american restaurant or an italian restaurant (laughs) martin apologized and deleted the tweet but screenshots and angry and disappointed reactions ricocheted around twitter all evening but not as much as that mm-hmm. damn Justine. Justine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe you me, ju- ju- Justine out, out, outdid him. Yeah, I didn't. This wasn't even on my radar. Justine, Justine. Mm-mm. Martin then expressed contrition again, tweeting that I did apologize, but again, a second later, I realized that what an offensive thing I'd done. He answered another tweet that told him in retrospect, bad joke, and with wit, with response, yeah, I learned that. Screenshot goes they had below, so yeah uh he was fucking with black people i only give him uh 25 because he yeah. immediately recanted and apologized profusely deleted the tweet and uh in the wake of justine sacco i feel like he uh you know he kind of earned uh you know he he kind of lucked out you know he didn't get a he chance to really, really get in did. trouble if if but i did if we wouldn't wait on justine it'd have been all about him mm-hmm. he got lucky man um there's also uh more fucking with black people this is an old story that i meant to cover a while back but, okay um, i just uh you know other other people kept fucking with black people and kept getting ahead of this this story uh out of florida and arresting people for no good reason that is the allegation of miami gardens business owners making against the police and now he says there's surveillance video to prove it cbs 4's lauren pastrana joins us live from the miami gardens police department lauren what'd you find out Cynthia, I spoke with that store owner tonight. He tells me there used to be a police-issued zero-tolerance policy sign outside of his store. He took that down, though, because he believes officers are abusing their power to abuse the community, and one employee in particular. In each of these three video clips, police are questioning the same man in the same place. 28-year-old Earl Sampson at the quick stop on Northwest 207th Street in Miami Gardens. They always stopping me, going in my pocket, asking me for my ID, running my name. Sampson says he's been stopped by Miami Gardens officers more times than he can count. His lengthy rap sheet is filled with minor infractions, including more than 60 citations for trespassing, mostly at this quick stop, where he's actually an employee. Shit! stop me two and three times a day. Feel like I can't even be in my own neighborhood no more. Samson's boss, Alex Saleh, says officers routinely harass his workers and customers, and he has more than two dozen surveillance videos to prove it. He says he installed 16 security cameras, not because he was worried about crime, but to catch the cops in action. I was seeing the outrageous, the police, how the police be abusing of the people in the community, how they be treating the people wrong. 
Saleh, Samson, and their attorney, Steve Lopez, plan to file a federal civil rights lawsuit soon yes. against the police department. The complaint will allege officers have been instructed to illegally stop and search citizens via racial profiling. When they're stopping people for no reason from the business and anywhere, illegal searching people and everybody. Mayor Oliver Gilbert says he won't comment on pending litigation, but just two weeks ago, following a string of recent shootings, Gilbert explained the city's crime reduction strategy. The line is zero tolerance. So if you break a law, you're going to jail. The mayor made reference to a recent murder outside the quick stop, but Saleh says the pattern and practice of profiling people was in place long before that shooting. Yeah, it is violent in Miami Garden. But that's an human right to violate people's rights. It's say on the car you're supposed to protect and serve, though, but you're not protecting and serving, you're harassing. Calls to a police department spokesman were not immediately returned. Live in Miami Gardens, Lauren Pastrana, CBS 4 News tonight. Well, damn. Mm-hmm. You got a rap sheet for going to work? For going to work. Wow. 100. <laughs> yes. That dude was like, I had to put 16 cameras in here to record the police. Yeah, uh, he's been uh, questioned more than 250 times. Gato Like, at what point do the police not just know him? Know like, his name. Do they just roll up? What's going on, Earl? <sighs> hey, Officer Moody. <laughs> you yeah. know the routine, boy. Spread those cheeks. Let's see him. Um, oh, I forgot to mention too with the Justine Sacco thing. I created a page on the blackout tips to try to capitalize on the pandemonium and, uh, write, you know, get support donations to her. I wasn't able to get any. I thought a couple of people donated, but then I found out they were just donating to the podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah, but I had like a whole page that I created on the blackout tips just to get donations for Justine Sacco in case people, uh, were going to be racist because I'm tired of racist people. Uh, only, you know, supporting people like, uh, George Zimmerman and shit like that. Uh, and somehow he makes money off of it, you know? Tired of that shit. George Zimmerman, uh, who they're now saying, and it looks like it's true, um, basically copied and pasted, um, some clip art of a flag. I told you! And then wrote, like, just painted the, 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 what looks to be print. Because uh, it was too perfect for it to be a hand painting. Right. It looked uh, Photoshop. So, uh, he is, uh, selling his shit for $100,000. You know what I mean? And people probably don't even give a fuck. They still gonna buy it. Right. Meanwhile, you know, um, this nigga's getting arrested for 256 times and searched 100 times and talked to more than 250 times in America. So, yeah, 100. Um, all right, man. We gotta do some, um, a couple of, uh, I think we should try to do a couple of, uh, articles here. Let's do Let's it. Play sir. Our other game. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Here we go. What they really showed up for. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right. It's guest the race time. I said, now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right. It's guest the race time. But it that's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show crossing all the podcast land where we ask questions of the audience and read articles and all this shit. And then we go, hey, dog, what's the race? And then they say some racist shit. Today, the people playing <laughs> is the most racist people on the planet, the chat room of the Blackout Tips. Let's do it. Are you guys ready to guess the race? I am. All right, here we Even go. I can't play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
uh here we go get get some good racism going here uh here, let me just play this article I'm Julian Johnson in North County, where a daycare bus driver says he was just trying to get the attention of a six-year-old boy when he threw a bottle of rubbing alcohol at him. Tonight, we spoke with that boy's <gasps> mom. She says she isn't buying that accident excuse, especially since that driver tried bribing her son to keep quiet about it. But I called the police on the way to the daycare. Because I do, if I would have seen him, if I went in there, I probably would have lost my mind. After seeing the bloody swollen lip of her son Malachi, LaShawn Bender immediately wanted answers from the daycare van driver. Ferguson police say crossed the line on his way to school Wednesday morning. He came into school and said that his bus driver, I mean his van driver from the daycare, hit him in the mouth with a bottle of rubbing alcohol. And I said, what? Police tell me the driver is 42-year-old Brian Starks. Starks told investigators the whole thing was an accident. But listen to Malachi describe how Starks tried to keep the situation under wraps. He bought me a solid interview jerky. And he, did he tell you not to tell anybody about what happened? He told don't tell your mama. Hearing that, I stopped by Future Geniuses <laughs> Learning Center to get their side of things, but the woman who answered told us they are investigating the incident, but had no further comment. LaShawn says her son is never going back to the daycare, but wonders how many other kids may have been silenced. You can buy a kid a video game. If you know, if you do the wrong thing, don't tell your mom, don't tell your daddy. And you know, you buy them a video game, give them 20 bucks. And they quiet. Starks is facing possible assault charges. I'll bring you any updates on the case. In Ferguson, Julie. All right. Um, I like that dude said, don't tell your mama. <laughs> that little kid had good, uh, he got some good comedic timing. Um, let's check the chat room and see what race they believe uh, the, the, um, the, the family is that got hit. Not the bus driver because I don't have his picture, but the family. Trying to find the human torch black, black. One who Chris Collinsworth praises as a smart QB, so they think white. Strong throwing arm, RG3 black. White, black. Only a black person would have randomly had a bottle. Not the driver, motherfuckers. The, the people that got hit. <laughs> Disgusting. I guess it's already trying to outguess me. Uh, now we not there yet. Sit your ass down, black. <laughs> black of the barbecue Paul Walker meat, says Leonard Brothers. Aww. Doesn't follow the snop, stop snitching code, black. He said, don't tell your mama he black. Okay, well, we talking about the kid. Oh, they black, says Alan Black. Blacker than a quarterback that got that gets benched while playing well. It will kill your mama, black. Uh, the correct answer <laughs> is black. Everybody got it right. One person got it wrong. Uh, one person got it wrong, mm -hmm. okay. I love that uh, it was a soda and beef jerky. Was all he thought it would take to pay off that kid's silence. You know, they got to come a little stronger than that. All right, here we go. Here's a story out of Oh Florida, Oh Florida. After a scalding hot iron to the face, oh, and a Facebook message to the parents about their injury, a babysitter took a child to a parade rather than a hospital. Oh, according to the Boynton Beach Police. <laughs> I bet that child was heated. No, the child heated. They try to uh, Probably pr hot. press, press, press the clothes with the uh, with the uh, clothes in on the baby and mess around and hit his face. Try to press. I don't know. 
Well, uh, fuck it. The child's parents told police that Cynthia Monique McSellion, 32, of Boynton Beach, looked after the child on Saturday when the hot iron on McSellion's bed fell on and hit the child. The burns were so severe that doctors at Bethesda Hospital had to transfer the child to Delray Medical Center for treatment. Parents, the parents told police that McSellian sent them a Facebook message about the injury about 3.30 p.m., then tried several times uh, They tried several times to get McSellian to bring the child back, but found out she was stuck in traffic on her way to a parade with the child and other children. And other children? No, listen. Stuck in traffic on the way to the parade. So she couldn't do like, we'll bring our child back. We want to take it to the hospital. Yeah. Um, I'm stuck over on fifth street. We at the, uh, Christmas parade. What? Instead of taking my child to the goddamn hospital with all the other children. Well, y'all I did, should, all I, y'all should have been in the hospital. Well, I didn't burn all the children. Oh Lord. So why should they not get to go to the parade? Cause one child got burnt. Cause your clumsy ass Tyler playing around by my iron it wasn't until about nine it wasn't until about nine so remember this happened at 3 30 p.m oh <gasps> it wasn't until six and a half hours later uh, five and a half hours later oh after mcsellian maybe could have died <laughs> after mcsellian dropped off the other children that the parents saw the child according to the report a detective <gasps> said mcsellian told him she used an ointment and ice to treat the burn told the parents they had it told the parents they Oh, that's what she told the parents. Then headed to the parade. When asked why she didn't call for an ambulance, she said she thought the burn was just a mark. McSellian then tried to explain that an officer directing traffic at the parade prevented her from dropping off the child. That led the detective to ask if she let the officer know about the burn. She said no. Of course she didn't. Yeah. It's like, all right, I guess I'll turn around. Ma'am, you can't go there. That's what a parade is. All right. Well, I tried. I'll see you guys in six hours. The incident landed McSelly in a child neglect charge causing bodily harm. Great bodily harm. Deputies uh, booked her in the Pound County. Yeah, because they might have given you like a police escort or just something to get you out of there. Took the child to the <laughs> hospital themselves. Yep. Uh, she went to Palm Beach County Jail on Sunday. It's being held there in lieu of $1,500 bond. Uh, probably wondering why she didn't get her, bur- uh, get her payment for babysitting. Oh, you don't get a goddamn dime. No, yeah. you don't. That is now a deductible. That, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's one day you work for free. Uh, the guest the race, the chat room says, put some tussing on it black. <laughs> put some tussing on that burn black. That's Kevin and Evo thinking alike. Penny's mom. <laughs> black intergalactic insects. White, whiter than Justine Sacco's face after turning that phone on upon landing in South Africa. Don't tell mom the babysitter's a failed he- a faith healer, white. Thea can wear Lulu mom pants without them look, look at see through. Ha <laughs> ha! Lululemon pants. My bad, I said it wrong. Lululemon. One who starred in Hookers at the Point Black, hanging in the child line, white. Hanging in the child line. Uh, one who gets AIDS on a trip to Africa, black. The correct <laughs> answer, in the it- chat room was split on this. Mm-hmm. The correct answer is black. It's black, y'all. Some of y'all guess white. So close, but so far. <laughs> Let's get into the, the bonus round. Double the points, double, double the, the race. race. 
Double the points, double the race. That's right, it's time for the bonus round of Guess the Race, where everything's worth double the points, double the racism. Some of you guys have fallen behind. You guessed white when you should have guessed black. And now you need to catch up. Well, now you can get right back in with double the points, double the race. All right, let's go. Uh, Let me find a good one. Here we go. Norfolk. A man who wanted a job application at a Norfolk McDonald's was arrested last week after he allegedly displayed a gun. Ah! Also, he came back for a job. Tevin Keeville Monroe, 31, walked into McDonald's on St. Paul's Boulevard and asked for a job application. The manager explained that the application was available online and that is when Monroe allegedly lifted his shirt to reveal a gun in his waistband. Authorities said the manager was able to give Monroe a paper application, and while he was filling it out, officers arrested him. <laughs> Here's that computer. We ain't doing computers today. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't got the internet, but what I do got is this nine. <laughs> oh, I'm think- surprised they still have paper applications. Uh, you in know, the back. here's the thing, right? I kind of sympathize with Tevin Keyville Monroe because on the one hand, I get it. You shouldn't be pulling guns out when you're trying to get a job at a place. And I, we agree there, guys. Okay. No one writes the show. But what I do understand his frustration is I know when a motherfucker's lying to me and anybody that's ever tried to get a job where you had to walk in out the street and ask for an application Cation. you know the motherfuckers are lying when they say we all out of applications that's a goddamn lie and you just don't want to give me the job yep you know and you won't even have a common decency to let me sit in your lobby for 15 minutes and fill out an application do a fault do a little fake ass interview and then let me go about my business mm-hmm. instead you're gonna get it with an attitude you know the guy had an attitude like can i help you yeah uh i like to uh are you guys hiring I mean, well, we, you know, we're currently not hiring at the moment. All right. Well, uh, can I just fill out an application? Sir, you just can go online and uh, fill out an application because uh, we're not going to let you fill one out here. Y'all don't have no applications in the whole building. Come on now. No, sir. We don't have any applications. You can, now you can get the hell out. If you want to order something to eat, you can eat, do that or you can get the hell out. <laughs> okay, cuz. You see this right here? Just a nine. Now, if somebody don't get me a job application, yes, I'm against the capping up in here, and everybody gonna have a problem. Y'all gonna have some openings after this. <laughs> openings you know in saying. your chest. Mm-hmm. Some some wound openings. Some, y'all also gonna have some some openings for a, a manager because <laughs> supervisor. They gonna definitely cashier. They definitely gonna need one. Fry after cook. This. Um, he was charged with brandishing a firearm, carrying a concealed weapon, and disorderly conduct. Guess the race of Tevin Keyville Monroe. Let's check the chat room, see what they believe the race is. A member of Mr. McDowell's African Connection Black. Aww. Yeah. What if he would be like, don't stole me, fat boy. <laughs> a big lipped rabbit who is native to the jungle. One who tried to get a job Aww. just to start in a McDonald's commercial black. Impressed and appalled at the same time black. Y'all niggas hiring Vine video creator black. The reason every oh. store says now hire and fill out applications online, black. Black is his code for Christmas. Basketball American. Ha! <laughs> Phil Robinson was right. That's a country nigga. The correct answer it is. is. Oh, blacker than the sadness of a child, a child feels waiting for their daddy to come home around Christmas. Oh. The correct answer is black. 
And the, I guess and the sad part is that you do bring up a good point. What happened to the people that, you know, it's small percentage. What happened to the people that don't have computer, don't have internet access? Mm-hmm. It's like, now I got to take my ass all the way to the goddamn library on the city bus now? If you're filling out an application to work at McDonald's, you might not have the internet. Come on now. Uh, you know, the other thing about it that I find uh, that that's kind of true is uh, it justifies why they want to they want people to fill out the application online. I mean, do you want gun wielding psychos in the building with you filling out an app or do you want them to go online? That's true, too. Last one, guys. Larry Poulos wasn't very close with his roommate. They had only been sharing their Arlington apartment for a few days. They had never been formally introduced. The roommate, known only as Chino, uh, oh, the roommate knew Larry Pulos only as Chino. So when Pulos announced on Saturday that he planned to rob a bank, the roommate took it as a joke. They quickly faded into the back of his mind. He was only reminded of the conversation on Tuesday when an FBI task force member informed her that Pulos was believed to have held up a bank earlier in the day. Without that, the room with that the roommate realized that pulos had been quite serious indeed the heist wasn't a particularly masterful one which is how the roommate came to be sitting across from the fbi agent in the arlington jail (laughs) according to the federal criminal complaint pulos walked the mile or so from his apartment to the educational employees credit union off of west pioneer parkway entering the lobby around 1 15 p.m he didn't have a getaway car broad daylight and he walked. He wanted pay, he waited patiently in line for his turn and then slid a deposit slip under the counter. At first, the teller thought the note scrawled on the back something about a bomb was all she could make out was a joke. Again, she doesn't know Pulos, but when she looked up and saw him holding a plastic bag and keeping his hand at an object at his waist, she direct, she decided it wasn't and shoveled him more than $5,000 into a sack. So far, so good for Pulos, but there's a couple of things they didn't reckon on. One was the I Love Te- I Heart Texas t-shirt he was wearing, which both employees and surveillance cameras took note of, was quite distinctive. <sighs> Nor did he consider that the dollar bills fluttering from the bag as he sprinted to his apartment might prompt suspicious neighbors to call 911. Come on now. Finally, he certainly didn't plan on getting robbed within minutes of his own heist. Oh, so he ran outside and did get robbed. The roommate during his interview with the FBI said Pulos had returned to the apartment not long after 1 p.m. and disappeared into the back bedroom. A few minutes later, two men, both quite large, strolled into the apartment soon after they emerged carrying a sack full of cash. When police showed up, they found Pulos still wearing the I Heart Texas t-shirt wandering through the apartment complex, bleeding profusely from a minor head wound. He told officers that he'd just been robbed, carefully omitting the details about where the stolen money had come from. Police who recognized his shirt had a pretty good idea, and when he refused to answer questions about the EECU robbery, they took him to jail based on surveillance evidence. He now faces federal bank robbery charges and doesn't have any of the money. Of course. Guess the race of Larry Pulos, unsuccessful robber. Robber who got robbed robbing people. Yep, and the, and the people that robbed you, they don't even care nothing about them people no more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he probably, it was probably just somebody he told about the shit. Of course. Highway Citrus Sales Representative, says Leonard Brothers, oh. a Dominican that could not swing a bat like Albert Pujols. Mexican, says Teefs. <laughs> uh, all right, looks like that's all. Oh, wait, just a victim of the economy. White, aqua black gorilla, failed fence jumper, individual with a rather moist back and extraordinary hopping ability 
aztec warrior one whose mother has a belly that always looks pregnant and an ass as flat as a blackboard damn mexican and mexican the correct answer is latino it was a latino gentleman and uh some people guess black and white it's christmas guys and a lot of people are spending money getting gifts Mm -hmm. one gift you should not give the gift that keeps taking away is what i call it swords collecting swords and is a growing and pricey hobby here's another reason you don't need to get them guys it costs a lot of money don't don't do this Driven by the popularity of movies such as The Last Samurai and or Lord of the Rings, sword collecting has been forging a growing pop, growing, a growing following in Singapore. And it's not just the number of collectors which is on the rise, but also their willingness to splurge, according to retailers. Caesar's director, Diane Fee, whose firm sells Japanese swords, knives, and replica guns, at its two branches here says she has seen sword sales go up by 10 to 15 percent year over year over the last decade oh my this is a dangerous dangerous thing yes it is on average a few thousand swords ranging from movie replicas to authentic models made by craftsmen are sold every year in the last few years the retailers have been bringing in handcrafted swords than those with more elaborate designs they are worth as much as $15,000. Ten years ago, the most expensive models did not exceed $600. So they're making all this money off these swords. And now, you know, uh, it's leading to higher sword sales and more sword ratchetness. <laughs> uh, more swords in the market. The import of Samurai Sword uh, is governed by the Arms and Explosive Act. It states that Items can be imported through a forwarding agent who must declare it through the government's online trade net site. Importers may have to take their swords to a police station for inspection before the license can be issued. If the sword is hand-carried, it has to be declared to the Immigration and Checkpoints Authority at the point of entry. Even with a license, swords must be kept in a residence and not be carried in public without a lawful purpose. So even Singapore has a stricter laws than America. Yes, they do. And why do they have those laws? For people like Michael Hale. An early morning stabbing ah! on Sunday sends two people to the hospital and one to jail. Deputies said that the weapon used in the incident was a sword. Michael Hale, 27, of Berkeley, I mean, of Beckley, was arrested on Sunday, December 8th. He is charged with attempted murder and two counts of malicious wounding. Investigators say that Hale went to a home on Bailey Avenue at 1 in the morning. He was, rep- he was reportedly armed with a sword and started a fight with Herschel Drennan. Deputy said that Drennan was cut and stabbed. Another person in the home, Tabitha Fairley, was stabbed Ooh. in the foot. What The foot? Wow. Mm-hmm. What a place to get stabbed. After the fight, Hale did not make it far from the home before deputies pulled him over. He was reportedly arrested without incident. Fairley and Drennan were taken to the Beckley Appalachian Regional Hospital. Fairley was treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Drennan was later taken to Charleston, uh to a Charleston area medical center where he is lit. He was listed as being in a critical condition. Uh, bond was set at a million dollars for this Michael Hale dude, but wow. Yeah. I mean, you just never know with these sword on the people that spending $15,000 on a sword just so they can go stab their, you know, their neighbors. It's amazing. And it's sad. is what it is. Shadow dog productions.com is our sponsor. Make sure you go to shadow dog productions.com support Dexter 
and uh all his uh you know audio plays buy mm-hmm. stuff click on things we appreciate it it makes us look good it does Whenever you do that go to shadowdollproductions.com um and tweakedaudio.com put in code tbgwt get yourself discounts guys you can get like 33 percent off you get free shipping you get a lifetime guarantee why wouldn't you already want to do this you should have done it by now already mm-hmm. uh it's almost christmas do it again okay start your new year's resolution with some new headphones to motivate you at the gym uh we'll be back tomorrow at nine i guess will be fire uh who you guys all know from the show uh before and uh, uh f- hilarity will ensue and then that should be it for the week because uh obviously christmas is coming mm-hmm. all right guys y'all have a good day peace peace psych Till tomorrow. I love you. You too, baby. Mwah!